2: And welcome to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being with us here. It is episode two oh seven, and it is Monday, January the eleventh, twenty twenty one. As always, I'm Joe Morata. I'm joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy doody. Going on in your world, Michael? Oh, it's it's snowy. It's yeah, snow. it was a little snowy the it's other a day, snowy. huh? Snowy. Was yeah. a little snowy, uh, yeah. folks. We hope whether it's snowy or sunny or rainy or whatever the case may be, cold or warm, we're gonna romp you through the world of retro wrestling. That's your AccuWeather forecast for yeah. OVP today. Well, we're, we're always on top of the weather on this. Uh, oh, yeah. On this, on this live this, program. On this that we live do.
3: program. That's, <laughs> you know, when you're listening to it, we're somehow there. Oh, we're um, live right this now. This is. I don't know how we do it every week. We got to like stand
2: by for all the listeners. It's grueling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but folks really. He's in...
3: listening to it. <laughs> Start doing it.
2: In all seriousness, thank you guys so much for being back with us here as we head into the second week of 2021. We are still standing. So are you. And we're gonna romp you through the world of retro wrestling, like we said. But before we get to any of that, I want to remind you uh, we have a Twitter. You should follow us there if you don't, because you get a lot of clips. It's at OVP Podcast for the clips, Michael. Yeah, uh, at OVP Podcast. It, it's the clip zone. It's the. It's <laughs> <that's> actually good. <laughs> it, it, it is the it, OVP
3: clip zone. It, it's it's better than the action zone. Oh, definitely. put it that way. No glass the table. The clip zone. The
2: clip zone.
3: You, you should just make a like a Photoshop of just us in front of the glass table. Like introducing clips. Anyone want to get on that yeah. for us? Uh, I'm re- sure you could, like, <laughs> somehow get Doc and
2: Todd out of there. Oh, well, that'd be good, wouldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, but really, on Twitter, drama free wrestling clips every single day, at least a dozen of them over at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You can also email us if you want to at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, the best place to talk to you and me. And hundreds, of, almost a thousand, other retro wrestling fanatics is where Michael over at uh, Facebook.com slash
3: Class Table. It's yes. a great site, but it's at the Facebook they host it, or but I don't know what they do. Yeah, the Facebook. But they, they, they provide us the search bar. You say, Oh uh, what happens with that? And then you type in this search bar: Our vantage Point Dash Retro Wrestling Podcast, Bing Bang Boom Tubes, Gloria, all you know, all the ceremonial stuff. Yeah, all. Um, once you get through that tube, you just hit the join button, and you're in. And you're, that's it. Yeah, th- that's. It's not that complicated, bro. Really. It's free? It's free. Okay, cool. There's no payment. All right, no payment. Um, We don't need your PayPal or uh,
2: MasterCard or whatever. (laughs) Diners Club. Yeah. All you got to do to get involved is just join the group and agree to one rule and one rule only. Don't be what? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. It means be nice to each other. You disagree. I mean, it's fine to disagree. No one disagrees on everything in retro retro wrestling. I heard on a television show recently. (laughs) though, Somebody (laughs) said dunderhead
3: and I couldn't believe it. And I thought, are we having like influence? Because it was like a newer Netflix. Show, uh, yeah, Netflix. We're
2: really influencing Netflix lately. They heard us.
3: They said, you know what, this Dunderhead—that's a pretty
2: good line. And you didn't even know it was a real word until a few weeks ago, huh? No, well, Not it was bad. a British drama show. So, and and English is obviously a Germanic language, right? As you are. So they to they say. knew about the Dunderhead. Yep. They, they decided to put it in the script. So, don't be one, though. Is the yeah. main thing. Like, just talk about old wrestling. Have fun. No personal attacks. It's over on our Facebook group and. Five-second plug. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. You like pay-per-view reviews? We have everything up to Royal Rumble 92 right now from WrestleMania onward. Five bucks a month, go. In case you don't know what
3: a pay-per-view is, it's a PPV. Just because a lot of people don't... People forget that it was on the pay-per-view We're aging Network. out of that generation, huh? Okay. I mean, they've been on, be on right. WE Network right. for so long, Joe. That's true, Quinn. They're like, what the hell's a pay-per-view? <laughs> but they know PPV from like all the internet
2: you know so like the kids are saying on the streets, you want those ppvs from ovp yeah patreon.com slash ovp podcast five bucks try it now it's worth it if you don't like it you don't like it it's okay we're not offended thanks for listening to the free show it's it's cool really is it cool quinn It's, it's very cool it's very cool yeah all right uh our opening segment this season has been a goodie i've had a lot of fun with it dan lopez suggested that we do it it's where we talk about stuff that maybe either should have been good, Quinn, and then wasn't good. Yes. Right? <laughs> or it just wasn't good, and we talk about why. It's a little segment we like to call, What Went Wrong? Tell me, where
0: did we go so wrong?
2: Now, Quinn, yes. this one mm-hmm. was, this is a good one. This is funny, because we never really talk about this. This was suggested by Lee Wall, so thank you very much, Lee. Mm-hmm. Not related to the Wall from WCW, I don't Possibly. think. Let's not count it Let's out. Not go- yeah, yeah, true. Lee wanted to know what went wrong with the WWF Light Heavyweight Division. As I can hear Takamichi Noku's <laughs>
3: music playing behind me, but seriously, what went wrong? Um, there was short like, answer. There was like no people. In That's it. it. Yeah. That's it. But- <laughs> No, and, really. And I the mean, best they had the best they could ever do was add like Ogula and all these people nobody ever heard of. That's one of the problems. Yeah. So
2: why did they do it? It's clear why they did it, right? WCW in the spring ish of ninety six launched a very successful and well regarded cruiserweight division.
3: Yeah, and you know, honestly, I gotta say this about WCW here. Um, this is one of those times they took a risk and tried to be innovative and it Worked. It worked. Like it was like they they just kind of like struck gold with it.
2: Yeah, and they had scooped up some guys that were previously seen in ECW during its like um for lack of a better term wrestling renaissance in you ninety know, five. Right, where you had your Dean Malenko's and Rey Mysterios.
1: Malenko goes for the post and Guerrero on top one two now Guerrero now hooks the Malenko takes Malenko over.
2: And it always was
3: interesting to me that Vince didn't really see it with them. Like he just. He, he just, just didn't. He just right? didn't. He didn't under. He he was like, why? Would it wasn't I, what they focused on. Why would I get these guys? They're small. that's
2: not what we do. Right, exactly. This is the World Wrestling Federation. You know, we have superstars and I big mean, if, people. If I
3: had to guess, if you're looking at it from the WF
2: perspective at the time,
3: you look over at WCW and you're like, what the hell are they doing? You know what right, I mean? Like right. who, what the who, hell are they doing? Who are these people in masks? No and one's going like, to care about people in masks, right? right? Anytime we use them, they're always
2: on, you know, championship. They're <laughs> right. like in one match for like two weeks or something. Great point, Quinn. You know? Yeah. But obviously WCW did it well. They did it right. And one of the reasons I think Quinn that it worked out so well for WCW, well, several, and I'll give those to you and see if you agree. They had a varied roster. Yes. So you had people that were like a Dean Malenko. Okay, cool. But you also had people from Mexico, like Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera. You had people from Japan. Ultimo Dragon. And then you had stars also like Chris Jericho. That's the other thing, right? Chris Jericho. Not only that, they dedicated time that mattered to these matches and storylines. Of course, should Ultimo Dragon win the Cruiserweight Championship, he would face psychosis upcoming this Sunday, live on pay-per-view at World War III. Not only did they get it, dedicate the time and the storylines, right, because there were actual storylines within Cruiserweight that had yeah. nothing to do with anything else. No, they were completely removed from the main stuff. Right. They had Mike Taney. Now, I usually love to give old cheese breath shit, right, yeah. because I'm actually... Sting, Kurt Angle. If there's ever a perfect role for Mike Taney. It's to do the commentary on these matches. No, it was necessary because all you, if you Brain didn't... Brain don't care. Yeah, if you did that... <laughs> Sorry.
3: Brain and Tony would... Tony, Tony like, tries. Would, but they wouldn't understand, like, who are these people, Correct. right? You know what right. I mean? I think what Mike Tenay did for it, he was important at the beginning. He, Maybe he, not so much once the stories were established. By, like, 98, 97, yeah. Yeah, but at the beginning, it was important for Cheese to be there <laughs> so that he could, like, be like, well, this guy, you know, he had this, this, and that title in some other... Correct, like that no that, one had ever heard of unless yeah. you're
2: someone like him especially when like <laughs>
3: Ultimo Dragon showed up with 73 belts yeah. and you were like what is all of this what is it, all it was like shit? very intriguing because right. cheese also was saying like he it wasn't the usual like champion in many places it, like was just, <laughs> it was just like well he won the tournament and right. like you know Tokyo Dome, Egg Dome, and, you know, he beat so-and-so. And, like, he, he those these, these were other
2: people that you had maybe seen on the cruiserweight division. <laughs> yeah, and he knew all these things. Recently in
3: Japan, a tournament was held to unify junior heavyweight and light heavyweight championships from around the world. In WCW, we refer to them as the cruiserweight division.
2: It wasn't the time. I love Brain. I do. But if we're going to get a division over, it's not the time to be making, like, Mexican jokes, for example, which right. is what would have happened if they didn't have someone there At to the lend credibility. But even brain got sucked into the storylines and the matches, right? Yeah, the moves, right? And that's another thing. Tony uh, knew the names of the moves, right? Some moves that weren't really there, and obviously you had breakout stars like Ray Mysterio, Dean Malenko. Chris Jericho, Eddie and Guerrero. To Eddie, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, another one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fast forward to 1997. The WWF is going to try their hand at this. Again, understandably so. They've seen the success of this division in WCW. Mm-hmm. I get it. They hate playing catch-up. They don't like doing that, right? right yeah. They like to be in They realize
3: that they miss something. They and miss they, something. They need to, like, fix it, right?
2: Let, let's see if we can do it. Now, they had previously tried to bring in some uh, Lucha guys around the time of Royal Rumble 97. <laughs> Who
3: cares? To me, it, that's like, like
2: horrible. It
3: immediately <laughs> goes wrong. Like right away. Heavy metal. heavy metal. You're like, who are these people? Like that,
2: Hector Garza. Uh, yeah. Pierlop, and Cybernetic. <laughs> and they all look fucking old. <laughs> and <all> fat. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, who is this? Is right? this even a cruiserweight? <laughs> right. I'm not sure.
3: You know, he's shorter, but he's pretty right. heavy looking. And then they do uh, he might <laughs> weigh
2: 260
3: pounds. I'm not sure.
2: Possibly. <laughs> yeah. And then they do some weird shit where they have. Uh, and I'll give him credit. It's very bizarre. I don't know if you remember, there was a match where the Fantastics, like, faced each other on Raw.
0: Of the two, uh, Fulton has always been a little bit more, he's always had a little bit more of an edge to him, and a little bit more arrogant. Rogers a little bit more laid back. But then,
2: oh, we're going to have a new heavyweight division, so finally, we've been having these matches, no one gives a fuck, right? Because nobody knows who any of these people are, (laughs) (laughs) right? So we get to um, the Great Sasuke versus Takamichi Noku. That's a bright spot. That's a Canadian Stampede. Mm-hmm. And then there's a rematch the night after. And apparently, well, to the- be real, there was no way they were keeping the Great Sas- Sasuke <laughs> yeah. for more
3: than like a minute, right? And apparently, it's like, I can't make money here. No. Like, and it was get, gonna get out of
2: here. Taka was supposed to just be the jobber, but apparently, like people liked him, and they're like, okay, because well, he was cool. He was cool, young guy from Japan, right? Yeah. Now, meanwhile, there is a WWF Light Heavyweight Belt, okay, and title. That had nothing to do with the WWF for most of its existence. It started Right, so is this the... <laughs> let me ask you a question. I've always been very confused about this, right?
3: Go ahead. So that WF light heavyweight title, I know that there's like the one that Tiger Mask won in America and just kind of like owned it or something. I it like And it became something else in Japan at some point. Like it merged into
2: some title that actually mattered. Well, here's kind of what it was, right? Yeah. It was originally... A co-promoted title by the WWF and the UWA out of Mexico, a lucha organization that started in 81, okay? And there were a lot of champions that really we don't want. We don't know who these people are. or something, right? It's like really long ago. Viano 3. Yeah. (laughs) Just for the record, yeah. 3. We didn't even get to (laughs) 4. No! You know, know, uh, Chris Adams actually had it. Yep. We know who Chris Adams is. Pegasus Kid, we know who that is. Right. Voldemort. Then, in 1995 the lineage switched over to Japan. Right. And so left Mexico in 95. And did that, it end up like part of the New Japan Junior Heavyweight title or something? I think it did, but you know who got his hands on it? And one of the belts that he had when he went to WCW. Ultimo Drag, Correct. That was one of those Is belts. In the J-Cup thing or yes, whatever.
3: correct. Or the Junior Tournament. I, don't, I forget what they called it in Japan. The, the I think jun- it was junior the
2: Junior Cup. Was it the Super J back then? Super I don't remember. Super J, yes. yes. Super J Cup. But WWF decides, you know, what? we want our belt back. We do own the trademark. They did own like the WWF no, part I, of it. If I
3: recall, <laughs> there was like some battling over this, right? Like they had to like get it back because they, they had some agreement with Japan. or like, yeah. There was
2: like, they had to go through some shit to get this belt back, right? And they, yes. And they did get it back. It was vacated in November of 97. Right. Okay. Then we have a tournament and I'm just going to run down the names and the and, and the matches in this tournament to give you an idea of why I don't think this worked to start with all that work to get the belt back <laughs> right. and it sucks ass but look at it with 1997 eyes right not retrospectively because you'll know some of the names but back then they didn't mean anything right Aguila defeated super loco who was super crazy right but no one knew that yet then aguila was you he know, was good with, with lita later and all that <laughs> yes, s a rios s a rios yes. yes taka who was the only like known person so far taka who's still like doing <laughs> stuff in new japan now right he defeated Devin Storm, who you might know later as Crowbar. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. No, I I knew yeah. you
3: when you said Devin Storm, I remember him. Yeah, I
2: remember him too. But again, not a big name. Just no, no. Just a guy. But I mean, it's only the first round. For you gotta sure. get cannon fodder in there. Scott Taylor defeated Eric Shelley, not yes, Alex Scott, Shelley. Scotty Tuhati. All right. But yeah. no, he was a nobody in 97. And uh, Brian Christopher <laughs> defeated Flash Flanagan. Who? So we,
1: yeah, <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, indie guy. So we get to the finals that's held at DX in your house, a hideous pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's one where Slaughter's really fat and wrestles Triple H for like forty nine minutes. Is this and when he gets uh, the dust in his face? No, that's a, that's a wrestling ear. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That <laughs> <Yeah. being> power <laughs> or brain power. Yeah, the brain power in <laughs> China. Yeah. Anyway, Taka defeats Brian Christopher in the finals first ever light heavyweight champion.
1: <laughs> Mitchell, no
3: he beats him and if I recall like immediately it's like I don't like him and uh, ha, I'm with King or whatever uh, like and it was just like for look, like a year it look, just <laughs> never
2: stopped I appreciate Brian Christopher's talents as a very good southern style Memphis. heel. heel yeah, yes. very Memphis heel excellent Yeah, and that like cause he's so fucking hateable as a heel right you're but, like shut the fuck up with but this the, guy the thing is you know what he did
3: it wasn't like his fault. It's just like what he he's like... to. It's what to, he is. It's like what he's used to doing, right? Like you bring him in and you're like, do your thing, Brian. And he does. And he's, and he's like, fine okay, at I'm going to do my thing, right? Right. And then he does his thing. But in a weird way, that wasn't compatible <laughs> no! with like the serious cruiserweight shit that WCW was doing. Correct. Right? And Taka's like serious. Yeah, and talk is serious too, and then you have this big goof and you're and just his like, goofy dad. And his goofy dad. No, well, not really his dad. Well, oh, that's your son, Key. What? Yeah. And that whole thing, like, Kaka, yeah. Mitch, no clue. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. What are you so doing? immediately, like, these two yeah. are, like, delegitimizing the whole thing. Like, right,
2: because King's just making jokes the whole yeah. time. It's and- exactly
3: what Tenet stopped from happening, <laughs> yes. but he's not there to stop it.
2: Right, and JR doesn't really, like, he, try, he tries his ass off, but Vince was still on commentary during some of the run-up yeah. to this, not the and tournament. Taka Michinoku! What, yeah, what am I- oh, oh, You know, like, yeah. Vince's stupid voice. Anyway, so Taka does have a couple of matches that are pretty good. The one against Aguilar to open WrestleMania 14, or the second match Notice of WrestleMania 14. Not facing Brian Christopher. <laughs> God, man. Again, I like him. He's, like, borderline on the light well, heavyweight. Chris
3: Jericho was able to pull it off being
2: a Cruiserweight. He way- could, but yeah. Christopher wrestles like a a southern
3: heel, like, grounded style. No, yeah, he doesn't do anything. And a lot of it's those guys because he's, like, did. a little smaller. They're like, oh, we can pass <laughs> yeah. him off as a cruiserweight, right?
2: Wasn't, like, Scott Putzky in that division? Yes. Scott, I swear he was. Scotty Too Hot, he was, too. Like, later, he, as He's passable, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, here's some of the lineage of the title. Taka, Scott
3: Putzky? God. Yeah, he
2: was. Taka, I remember Ivan Putsky like, came back in 97. It's yeah. real. Anyway. And he danced or sang <laughs> or anything. It's all weird-looking. They quickly stopped caring. Taka... Joins Kai and Tai in ninety eight. Right, while and he's this, still this, the champion. This was the downfall <laughs> yeah. of like it all. It is like, really
3: like, once you put the champion in a sta- stable, a heel, where, goofy stable where he's not even like the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like most of it was Yamaguchi san and yes. like, you know, even Funaki was like secondary in that. Who was that other Dick Togo? And uh, or, uh, Men's oh, Tail. Men's Tail. Yes, yes they're all good. Sounds like fucking Japanese candy. <laughs>
2: they're all <laughs> <It's> Men's Tail. <laughs> oh, candy. Yeah, they're all good though. Dick Togo is tremendous. Like they're all good, but no title defenses really after like mid '98. Like the occasional maybe on Heat once that started. You know what
3: the worst part about putting him in that faction is? Taka should be fighting all those guys, and all those guys should be fighting each other. Like it's not just like there shouldn't Got even be a tie there. and tie, right? It should all be right. like. Funaki versus Men's Teo. T- yep. Togo versus Taka. Right. All this shit. Right.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. They had this like group of Japanese guys who were good, <laughs> and they don't never fought each other. Right. Now here's a sign of the title not mattering. Taka has it from December of ninety seven until October of ninety eight, three hundred and fifteen days. And why? Because he never really it didn't matter by There's most anybody of that to fight. Right. Yeah. Christian defeated him for it. In his debut, I think, Christian God. Cage. You know,
3: the, here's the thing,
2: is once you start giving it to people like Christian,
3: then you know it's over because they're like, oh, well, let's give it to a star, like somebody who's not crap, you know? <laughs> yes. Who's, uh,
2: who's like treated like somewhat respectably. And here's know? the final nail in the coffin. Gilberg. a month later.
3: Well, the Gilberg thing, but then like, remember like X-Pac got well, it here, or something?
2: Well, yeah. Listen to this, right? I, mean, I remember the Gilberg, but that was yeah. just stupid. But here's how stupid it was. He held it from November of 98, November of November was long, yeah. What is it, like 2000 or something? February of 2000. Yeah. Because it was not defended and it didn't matter, right? That was
3: like them saying to you, like, this title's on hold. Yes. Until we can do better or something.
2: Now, here's another run for you. Mm-hmm. So, Esa Rios to Dean Malenko a month later. Okay. Malenko to Scotty Tuhati a month after that. Malenko a week after. Okay, this is April 2000. Dean Malenko holds it from April of 2000. Oh, God, what is it, like 2004 or something? Until March of 2001, uh, an entire year, because no one defended it. Lost it to Crash Holly. Oh, I like him. Who (laughs) who lost it to Jerry Lynn a month later on Heat. Jerry Lynn? Jerry Lynn, yeah, that Jerry Lynn. He was there? He was there. Who lost it to Jeff Hardy, who lost to X-Pac, and like everyone got pissed off. They're like, fuck X-Pac. When X-Pac
3: got it, that was the death knell to me. It seemed like, okay, they're sort of trying to do something with it, right? Like maybe over the years, it'll be one of those things that's like lurking in the background and then eventually like somebody really stand out will get it right. It will be good. Yeah. And then X-Pac gets it and he just like... I feel like he was the champion forever.
2: He merged it basically w- into the cruiserweight. Right. Remember, he had both. Uh-huh. And they just deactivated the WWF one in March of 2002. Now, They're like, I, we don't need this. Can, now, they had the cruiserweight. Right.
3: Now, can I say something? Yes.
2: It says a lot, because WWF rarely
3: fucking does this, that they said... No, the WCW cruiserweight is better it than just the light, is. A, a light heavyweight, and that, to this day, yeah, when they even when they brought it back, or whatever, they didn't call it the light heavy. They know, they know, they they know it's know. the no cruiserweight. No one gives a shit about the light heavyweight <laughs> title. Like they were like, no, people remember the cruiserweight title. You're and absolutely since we right. Own it, it's not like we have to like feel like we're inferior because it is our wrestling now. Like anything Cur- WCW is them.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. And the thing is, Quinn, why did no one care? Because for about the four-year run of this title, the company themselves seemed to care what—maybe six months. Right. That's so. So not only do you not have a roster because WW had all the good people. Right. <laughs> Seriously, you have like a limited this roster. This is
3: like such. I, I. You know what I love about all of this? It's the rare instance where WCW was actually smart. They just actually k- hired all the right people yep. and did it first. They can't. Like, they asses. There was nothing to say it was just like no they did it right Right, they did it correctly and i know that like it kind of fell apart for them too but that's like for much other, later that's too. for like
2: other reasons yes. that have nothing to do with the talent pool that Correct. they originally got can you imagine taka in wcw how great that would have been oh, like yeah. it's, it's a rare case where i'm like you know what i want to see good matches that's the point of a division five-star match and six-star match
3: and there the weren't part, any in WWF. The best part, and I know we're not really talking about the light heavyweight, but we're talking about the cruiserweight. The best part was that like you could flip on Nitro at any moment, and there was like enough cruiserweights that like you could actually, in all three of the hours or whatever
2: WWF was on, there could be a cruiserweight match on. Yeah. And it could be awesome. There was and enough, it didn't matter. There was enough cruiserweights that they had a battle royal of them. Right. And the champion wasn't even in it. Right, the champion was facing the one at the end. So, and, and the Dean Malenko storyline and everything like that's they did that within the cruiserweight division.
3: Yup. <laughs> and, and the other thing too is that they had so many of these freaking guys, is that they could like fill all the like the worldwide canon yeah, yeah, and like
2: WWE yes! started like with them, and like they did great. So to sum it up, what went wrong for the WWF? Too little, too late. Not enough talent. Not enough talent. No one analogous to a Mike Taney that would like get the stuff because King's just making jokes. They're treating their champion like a joke. Brian Christopher is the main heel. And then there's like weird booking, like putting Taka
3: with all the good wrestlers so that you can't
2: fight them. And then never defending it, having Gilbert hold it for like over a year. Like (laughs) nothing worked. But one thing I will say about the WWFs, to their credit here, Mm -hmm. they didn't need this. They never needed it. They were winning the ratings war handily in 98 with what they were doing. You're right. They didn't need it to win.
3: uh, It always felt like a missed thing. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, you know what I mean, right? It felt like a missed opportunity or something. It
2: was, but you can almost pinpoint around the time they stopped caring about this title is when they were winning the ratings war. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we don't, what's winning is Austin McMahon and like all this other shit. We don't need to worry about wrestling. That's probably ultimately the reasoning behind it. I suppose. We don't need this. So it was treated like a joke because it kind of was one, but that's a great time. We never talk about this division. This was fun. Yeah. Wasn't it? A good I, time. <laughs> good. Thank you, yeah. Lee Wall. Uh, but folks, we will be back because guess what we're doing? It is Royal Rankings. That means we're pulling two more names out of the tank for the best feuds in wrestling history. We're going to see where those names rank. It is the Royal Rankings coming up right after this.
1: She-
0: Are you ready? The Showstopper. Sexy. The main event. HBK. The icon, Shawn Michaels. Man of my Battles Ken Shaprock for the World Wrestling Federation Championship.
1: Bow to the match.
0: Triple H. Triple X. Hunter, Hurst, Helmsley. Battles Sergeant Slaughter. Degeneration X. Live this Sunday on Pay-Per-View hi this is jameson remember (laughs) me yeah me neither you're listening to our vantage point retro wrestling podcast it's the best
2: and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thanks for being with us here it's episode number 207 it is monday january 11th 2021 and i am still joe Murata. that's still michael quinn yeah Yeah, I'm here. Okay, hi. I'm here. Well, Quinn, you know what? We mentioned it very briefly. We'll keep it brief again. We do have a Patreon. We do. Now, we do this not to get rich, not to rip you off. We do it if you want more content because you like us and you want to listen to more of us. We give back to you by giving you a lot of extra stuff. And there's only two different tiers, Quinn. It's very simple over there on Patreon. There's only two tiers. It's not complicated. You, <laughs> you go one way or the other. There's there's two choices. Yep. It's not, you know, red
3: pill, black pill, whatever. Right. And then you're in the Matrix, right? <laughs> um, so, but which one you want to be in,
1: right?
2: You can you have the $2 cannon, which is the 1983 cannon, right? Yeah. That's where we're reviewing every WWF championship in order. Yes. we're right now in September of 83 So mm-hmm. we're getting closer to Hulkamania Now there's free ones available on our YouTube channel Or this podcast feed if you want to see what that's all about The older ones are available from like 82 into 83 Right but we're doing this every, every two weeks You know, every other week I should say We're looking at WWF in 83 Two bucks a month, audio or video now, if you add to that, for $5 total, you get the 1983 canon. But like I mentioned, those PPVs. Oh, the PPVs, yeah. We've done all of them, starting with the first Wrestlemania. We've just released last week Royal Rumble 92. Quite okay. a doozy. <laughs> Woo! The, very doos. A lot of dues. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Wrestlemania 8 will be coming out for February. This is full-length stuff. I mean, we're talking like Usually three or more hours for most of these reviews for the it's most gonna, part. It's going to occupy your time for a month. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It's worth your while. If you have a few bucks to spare, try it out. See what you think. If you've liked us for, I don't know, a few weeks, a few months, all for as long as we've been doing it, try it out. See what you think. You can cancel at any time. There's no penalty or anything. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Shall you? Okay. So it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Now, Michael. Yes. The Royal Rankings. Mm-hmm. Feuds. Feuds feuds this has been a hot one actually the ranking side of it people are invested
3: it. i will say this it feels like there's like people like bret hart and steve austin who like to appear a
2: lot on this list there are and with good reason i want to run down what this is in case anyone's new to the show first time around here what the royal rankings is is before the season starts we ask you the fans to give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something for this season it was feuds you do that on our facebook group and our chief statistician joe merkel He takes all of your votes and compiles them into two separate tanks, one for the best, one for the worst. And then we rank those. We pull out names two at a time each week, and we alternate best and worst. That way, by the end of the season, what you are going to have is the OVP definitive, ordained, baptized, scientifically ranked, non-GMO, USDA certified, organic, and healthy, best and worst feuds of all time. Now, this is science, Quinn. It's very scientific. It's very serious. We do Um, lab coats. Yeah, we
3: we got it all here. I mean, PPE. PPE. Well, you don't want to... You don't want to infect yourself with the feuds, right? Right, right? You just want to make sure they don't get in your system. Exactly. You, mean you might start fighting
2: someone,
1: or you, know, be, you <laughs> don't want to be fighting Andre the Giant yeah, like,
2: uncontrollably. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so who's on there? Number one, amidst some minor controversy, is Austin Brett. Minor? Okay. I, I didn't. I, I saw
3: I, the minor. I don't have any any controversy. <laughs> you don't? I me. don't either.
2: It's science. Number two, Hogan Andre. Number three, Flair Steamboat. Number four, Austin McMahon want to address that some people wonder well how is that not number one it drew the most money because it's not just about money yes there's matches involved and austin mcmahon didn't have very like they it's had like the, two it's, it's like the one thing it didn't have <laughs> yeah it was usually surrogates so the promos hell yeah it's not do, just do, like do, what do, made the most money do we at least count the shane and mcmahon in the latter thing? you can yeah, that's good it's on your side of the science i, I like dish that. i like that science <laughs> number five Bretton and owen I mean, that's a great feud. It is. And number six, Austin Rock. Everything on here is very good. Austin Rock's a little iffy. I mean, I think it's just two big names. Their feuds are okay.
3: It's like a feud by like, (laughs) it's like a a natural feud that's like not really like focused on. It just exists
2: because they're the two biggest dogs in the yard kind of thing. Yeah, and they headline a few WrestleManias, so you got to give them that. Uh, But that's the six on the board now, so we're going to get two more names out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank, but before that, we must go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal
0: Look at me when I'm talking to you. Dusty Rhodes, whether I like him or dislike him, has got nothing to do with it. And I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you can kiss my ass. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. A man like Ric Flair coming after this championship belt. Hey, listen to this, I hate
1: you. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg.
2: It is the Royal Rankings here, week number four, Quinn. It's- it's actually getting a little uh, a little hot and heavy in there. It's, you getting know, crowded. always around this time, there's only like four left to fill. Yeah. You, like, hmm, it's, I don't know. It's getting tough. I don't know. And then you got to go through all these names now. Whew. Yeah. Folks, I'm excited because, uh, like we mentioned, we have some great feuds on there. Austin Brett is hanging on to the number one spot. Will it get dethroned? Some people have said it would be t- tough to top that one, but then again, some people said it'd be tough to top Austin McMahon. Yes, and that's sitting at that's, number it, four. It's been topped. It has been topped by two other toppers. Yes, a lot of toppers there. Yeah. So you know what, Quinn? We've run down the list, right? We've run down the six on the board. There's only four left. So two of them are coming out. Is the it, it time for talking through? And it's it's through. We're we're done with the talking. Is it turkey I mean, or not? That's
3: what we do on here. Actually, yeah. I, I I don't really think we're done with the talking spoilers we're done with the turkey though yeah we're done with the turkey there's no more
2: (laughs) thanksgiving's over (laughs) it's just no no more turkey let's count us down now let's all find out which few drew number seven
0: you know i can't help but wonder if uh rick flair in his uh, delayed appearance to the ring was uh, not trying to get to uh, Dusty Rhodes just a bit, making him
2: wait, making him go out first. Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. Oh,
3: just when you thought,
2: oh, well, it can't, <laughs> the top can't be topped. Shit.
3: Well, this here, is- here's one that um a lot of people like a lot. I
2: do. Yeah, and I'm not even known amongst our friends here of at OVP as like a big NWA WCW guy, but I got a call like I see it, especially with science involved in everything
3: you know you got to be very scientific you got a scientific method
2: yes and all that yeah this is one of the greatest feuds of all time between two all-time talkers and workers and money drawers and everything i agree with you. there's no way around it folks now there's a lot to the dusty versus Flair feud it's one of those like the whole companies built around it things yeah so it's like it's not like always happening per se like directly no but there was a chunk where it was yeah but other than that it's always like surrounding the company or yeah. it's it's the catalyst for other it's of, things it's one of those now these guys let's not misconstrue they did wrestle a lot in the 70s but this is before they were really the rick flair and the dusty roads of the 80s the ones that really had the memorable feud of the mid-80s particularly so they did wrestle in mid-atlantic mainly in mid-atlantic also in georgia and maybe even in florida i believe but again, while Ric Flair was wearing robes and while Dusty was flamboyant in the late 70s. It's true. It wasn't quite the, uh, I don't know, the zeitgeist. Is that a good term here? No, nobody really thought of it that right. way. It's like, eh, these guys are good. Right. They're, they're good. They're still like,
3: at that point when they're fighting over the like US, they're, they're not even like main eventers yet. Not
2: you know? really. No. They're, they're mid-carders. Now, by 1981, however, this is where we get the first taste of Dusty versus Flair. But again, it's not even that. So Dusty had been the champion a couple of times since 79. He had defeated Harley Race. Harley Race. Harley Race for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Like the title, right? I think this was his only so far, right? He had won it a couple of times, like briefly. Did those count? Were those like only in Japan or something? (laughs) 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 Antonio Inoki or some shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) But anyway, he had defeated Harley Race in June of 1981. Dusty Rhodes did, okay, in Georgia. Uh And Ric Flair took him on in Kansas City, September of 1981 and defeated him while Lou Fez, who right. not only is a master wrestler and color commentator, was a referee.
0: But look out, the knees give way, the knees give way, and Rhodes falls beneath Ric Flair, and Flair covers Rhodes. Ric Flair, Ric Flair has captured the world heavyweight title. That was September the 17th in Kansas City.
2: But where the feud really in earnest starts to begin, it has its roots at Starrcade 83, where Ric Flair's a face, by the way. Starkey 83, November of 83. And Harley Race uh, is the champion for the last time. But at that event, Quinn, if you recall... Yes. Dusty Rhodes is uh, introduced because this is Crockett, right? Right. He's, they're like, we now, got him. Or, now, he's, yeah. uh, he's exclusive now to, to Crockett. For the most part, yeah. that's what it was. That's what had, they're saying. He had been all over. He was still working for the WWF sometimes in 83. Yeah. I'm I not mean, kidding. Like, he was
3: one of those guys before this that just was like, well, wherever I can make the money, right? But like my home turf is in Florida or some shit. Like, that's in like his Florida, home yes. base. Yes. But what this was saying was like, no, Dusty's new home base is in Atlanta. Correct. Like, you know, he's, he. this is where he's like this is where he returns to when he's done going to places. Correct, right?
2: and it's around this time 83, 84 and five, especially that uh, JCP Mid Atlantic, right? Jim Crocker Promotions really starts to become the dominating, controlling force of the NWA. Well, because now they the home base of Dusty and Ric Flair, right? Like the two, and the,
3: therefore the title, the two biggest names. At that point, because like Harley was from like
2: Kansas City or whatever yeah, the fuck, was. but oh, like right. he
3: wasn't, he was fading out. And he so. was retiring.
2: Well, not retiring, but he wasn't the champion ever again after Starcade 3. Right. So,
3: so it's kind of like he's, that's not going on in, in right. Crockett with the coup. That it was a it, coup, man. For in Within the NWA to say like, I have the two biggest names in the NWA.
2: Correct. You know? So this is where we actually start the feud somewhat in earnest. And we build, I'm just going to give a run through of. A little bit of the feud, and then we'll talk about what they did and why it was so good. But so we build up to Starcade '84, right? right? That's the big. I mean, again, they have fought. There's matches like in Florida and elsewhere this entire time. I'm, I'm skipping over them intentionally. I'm just looking at benchmark. And at this one, Ric Flair wins due to right. ref stoppage. Joe Frazier stops a match. Dusty does not win the title.
0: I can only conclude that uh, that cut was uh, so severe. And uh, perhaps in the eyelid itself. Yeah, he that, didn't uh, want to
1: risk any permanent injury to that eye, I'm sure of that, and any permanent damage. And hey, wait, wait a second. Rose uh, started to go after Frazier, I believe.
2: And they feud, and we're going to get to them feuding. I'm just talking about benchmark matches. Starcade 85 now. Before that, Dusty had cut uh, in October, I believe, his Hard Times promo. Right, which is like a high watermark in the whole feud. Correct. Right? It's like that's. And we'll get to the reason.
3: Everyone points to that, right?
2: And we'll get to why. We'll get to context in a bit. Starkey eighty five, Dusty wins, but there's a dusty finish because like yeah. Yeah. Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson interfered and stuff like that. And that leads to the creation of the Four Horsemen. Right, which is
3: probably, like, the biggest achievement, weirdly, of this whole thing. Yes. Is that it launches, essentially, the the, the crew that will, like define the nwa throughout the
2: 80s correct that, that will like carry it and make it a lot of money and part of it was specifically to protect rick flair from dusty Rhodes and others well yeah, i mean like storyline <laughs> catalyst yes yeah, that's yeah, what i mean exactly storyline wise yeah. uh, so dusty would have his own alliances with guys like magnum ta mm-hmm. and the road warriors on occasion right and the feud rages on the great american bash tour which was not like a singular event back then you know they'd have multiple
1: to cards me, this is like
3: dusty's like ultimate achievement, this yes. Great American, was it the 87? 86. Great American, well, I'm,
2: I'm going 86 first, where okay. in Greensboro, he defeats Ric Flair finally and is the NWA champion. Right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, and new world heavyweight champion, the American Dream, Nasty Roll.
2: That which rarely happened, you know what I mean. He didn't yep. normally win the title; It was all about the chase. Right. You didn't need Dusty to be the champion, but he did win it. But it felt like you know he's got to win sometime. Right. You right? can't like always lose to Ric Flair.
1: Right. From, like, exactly.
2: There's some stupid way. Right. You know. So he finally freaking wins it. Now he loses it back to Flair. Uh, not even a month later. Right. Okay. Because like we said, it's it's all about the chase. It's so about they, the they, chase. They, they
3: they know where their their bread is buttered. Right. They're not oh. gonna like they're, they're gonna, not gonna be fuck like this up. Yeah. It's like let him have it for like a minute so we can tell our fans. Oh. You Look, know, he Dusty- won it. He won it. Yeah, he, he actually won it. And then, I don't know, Ric Flair fucked him over. And, you know, back to
2: the chase again, right? Back to the chase. And can I just say, this period of time, summer of 86, NWA, I know I'm a WWF guy, folks. are very, very but, good. like, are you kidding me with some of the stuff going on? It's, it's- insane.
3: And, like, the <sighs> television programming is crazy. Yeah. Because, again, there's not, like, you have to remember back then, there's not, like, there's still only, like, one or two pay-per-views a
2: year. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Well, like, well, Crockett hadn't been on... They hadn't even been on pay-per-view yet. These are closed-circuit events. But these special events. Whatever, special even events. Any special big events, events. So, like, yeah. There's
3: Starcade, and then... The like, Bash Tour. The Bash Tour was just like a special... That was like them dipping their toes. Again, every wrestling company back then was still like figuring it out. Like, yeah. should we have like a pay-per-view or should we have this like... Super Show Tour, well, like that was like I actually thought that was a novel idea. Let's have like a
2: multiple I love super it. shows. And like, what a great name too, the Great American Bash. So the chase continues, and it leads to kind of the creation of a little famous match type, and event known as War Games. Yes, the Have you ever, heard, War of games, baby. <laughs> you ever yeah. heard of War Games, Quinn? Is Dusty's idea. That right? was oh, Dusty Rhodes the Booker. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Now War Games, the first one. July of nineteen eighty seven. This is on the eighty seven Bash tour. Yeah. Obviously. And this is where it was dusty and Nikita Koloff was with him. All oh, these got Paul Ellering, I think, right? In the Road Warriors? Yeah, they're there. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Well, the Road Warriors are great. Yeah, but Paul is in, like, a karate gi or something, yeah. and I don't like it. I'm good. yeah. And it's the horseman with, the, for the record, it's the Lex Luger version, like, right. which I love. We're that. already there. <laughs> yeah, in 87, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Dylan, obviously, is in that as well with yeah. them. JJ's amazing in that one. Holy shit, is he amazing. <laughs> He's so good. And that is, like, probably the pinnacle, or maybe, like, because there's so many different things about this feud that are great. Yeah, But that's the last, in my opinion, anyway. Last real high mark for this feud. Is that Am in I a wrong? Weird way, like the blow-off?
3: Well, let them go kill each other in a
2: death cage.
3: Basically, <laughs> basically I mean that's like what it was. Well, you know what? Qu- again,
2: they did the they did war games again in '88. Right, but I, I don't believe it was. Was it the same group of people? It's hard to really. I'm not an expert here. Yeah, they do this several times because it's a tour. I don't know which one is like the canonized one. Oh, because it, it wasn't a show yet, right? Correct. Okay. But the '88 version, the team is Dusty. Luger, Nikita Koloff, another big ally of Dusty for a period of time, Mm -hmm. and the Road Warriors taking on the Four Horsemen. This is the Wyndham version. Yes. And Kevin Sullivan sometimes, or J.J. Dillon sometimes. Honestly, whatever the one where J.J. gets like bleeds.
3: Well, I think we're thinking of 87 with that one. Yeah, To me, that's the one. Correct. That's the one I think of.
2: Now, for the record, in case anyone wants to know, the last time Flair and Dusty uh, were on... Opposing sides, I guess you should say, of the original run here. The last match between Flair and Dusty was November of 88, right before Dusty got let go by Crockett. Right, He was let go in December, I believe. And it was November 12th, 1988. Flair, uh, who was still the champion at that point, defeated Dusty. And they had a couple of other brush-ups after that, but not one-on-one. And then they were on opposing, just for fun here, opposing sides for the last time in WCW. March of 2001, the week before the wait, last... <laughs> excuse me, wait, what? At, at greed. What? Dusty and Dustin Rhodes took on Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett. You know, here's
3: the one thing about that Greed show. Yes. With the Dusty feud and blah blah blah. Yep. They really had nothing left yeah. at that point. No, the, I know. The fact that they were like, let's go with this feud from like 20 years ago or whatever it it's was. just for that shits. Point. Yeah, it's like... They know they're going out of business. Yeah, it's just like, whatever. Fuck like, it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like so. I mean, hell, their last match was
2: Ric Flair against Sting. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. it was a callback, right? Yep. Now that's just a brief overview. Obviously, there's a lot on the week to week. I mean, we're talking. Remember when the Horsemen attacked Dusty in the fucking parking lot? Like that's yep. an a- a- iconic moment. But also, the baby doll, like with the cop outfit
1: yeah, on. And, like, the, yeah,
2: right. And all the promos. Good lord, Rick Flair in the suit. Yep, uh, contrast to WWF. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? They. Why do they not put him in the suit in <laughs> WWF? It's so annoying.
0: The
3: best we get is a sweater <laughs> occasionally. Yeah.
0: Now, I can't help it that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can not dance all night long. I can't help it that I'm the greatest wrestler alive today. But I'll tell you this, Dusty Rhodes, you got no more boot. So brother, the leg is back on the line.
2: Uh, and then Dusty's promos, obviously the most famous of which uh, I'm sure is the Hard Times promo from October of 85. Mm-hmm.
0: Rick Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family.
2: Quinn, this feud, in a similar vein to Flair versus Steamboat, in my opinion, much better, despite not having like the trilogy of mansions and double chicken wing and all that shit. These two guys are not, not only both larger than life, but at the same time are relatable. Yeah, the feud has heart.
3: Dusty is just so like, oh my God. He's very good at explaining why this uh, wrestling match means a lot. What, what it represents, the Hard Times promo
2: is very, to me, that explains the whole feud if you didn't get what was going on. Well, it wasn't like Dusty Rhodes was above being flamboyant or flashy. Right. This isn't like a Rick Steamboat, I'm a family man type of thing. No. It's just that Dusty is the other end of the spectrum.
3: Right. But then, like, he, he cuts this promo about, like, you know, just that it's it's really for the working man, and it's not like Ric Flair's life where he can just go home to a mansion. Correct. It's like, you know, you might lose your job, or you might get replaced by a computer or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Which was, like, a real thing that was happening. Oh, like, in the, the mid-80s, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: It is so relatable, I think, for so many people. And obviously, if you're a fan of the NWA at that period of time, I don't see how... Obviously, we were just being born around the time of this feud. We have the benefit of looking back retrospectively and seeing it where Mm -hmm. it was already all put together. But if you were a fan of the NWA, especially Crockett, obviously, at this time and you you watch the weekly programming, I don't see how you couldn't be invested in this.
3: No, I mean, I I watched a lot of the weekly programming in 86 especially, and I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, what I've seen... I mean, it's just tremendous. To me, it's like the glue that keeps it all together. Because there's... That's the one thing you have to... If you watch the day day There's a lot going on in NWA. It's not just that. Oh, of course it's not. like the Rock and Roll Express and all this yeah. shit, right? And Flair and the feuds Express. with Ricky yeah. Morton
2: in the middle of this. Feel like, he does other things. Yeah, but it's just that it's all
3: centered around this dusty... That's, like, the battle that's ultimately going on. That everyone... Se- like, seemingly, like, everyone is a part of that. and picking sides. And
2: that's where we get War Games out of, and we get the horsemen out of, and Dusty had risky business, what were they called? I don't know. He had an alliance, too. Even the people that weren't in that War Games, a lot
3: of the other alliances were sort of based around, like, guys that would help Dusty, or
2: guys that would help Flair, depending on the situation. Absolutely, Quinn. In my opinion, it holds up to this day. Yeah. You could watch that feud now, and it's still, it's just tremendous, and there's something magnetic about Ric Flair and magnetic about Dusty Rhodes and their promos and their matches and their chemistry and the way they could go from being like hated rivals to also being respectful, depending on what point of the feud it's, you know, yep. sometimes there's like Dusty Rhodes, I like you. You're a good wrestler, but you're not as good as you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. just oh.
3: I, I I think what says a lot about the feud is really the the fact that even WWF, who usually doesn't talk about singular feuds within the NWA or they don't care. Right. (laughs) That Like this stinks compared to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I know. This is like the one where they're like, you got to watch this. How do you not? It's to the point where like, I've, I've heard this before that like triple H and like
2: whatever they, the NXT babies and like, they make them, like, watch this shit because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, they make them watch it, and then they tell them not to do anything similar to it, to yeah. script their promos just, and yeah. put your right
3: foot here I've, when you I've do just, your entrance. My point is, is that the fact that Smile this is... Smile with
2: your left incisor. This is
3: cited as, like, wrestling research or whatever. It should it, be. It's, it's like, that's... It's good to know. Yeah, that's what I mean, is, like, that's, like, how important it is to the, like, lance, Even if it's not, like, technically the greatest feud ever to right. happen. Like, we'll see if it is. We'll But see I mean, Like, science... I'm saying, like, even if it's technically not, it's, like... It's such, like, a great example of how to do it and how to, like, do, like, a mainline feud and, like, center a company around it. Absolutely. And it was, like, kind of ahead of its time in that, like, we're centering everything around this. Like, all the other feuds hinge on this, too.
2: Yeah, that's true, because Flair had feuded with Steamboat before this, but as we mentioned, that was, like, their mid-card feud. The big Flair Steamboat feud was after this, and even then, the company wasn't really focused on that. It was Pizza Man-related. <laughs> Different. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's Flair Dusty for now. We'll obviously get to it at ranking time. But Quinn, if you're ready, so am I. You want to find out who drew number eight? Sure. Let's do
0: it. The man, the man. You never asked me for a title shot. You know why? You know why, Elizabeth? you You're wrong. Oh, Don't touch me! I'm
2: Oh, Lord! Hogan Savage, the WWF another... equivalent, sort of, kind of.
3: It's kind of like the the two biggest fishes in the pond. Absolutely, In the the
2: river, really, in the WF. Absolutely. So this is something we can sink our teeth into as well. I mean, obviously, we know that Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage had an on-again, off-again rival in the WWF for years, and also in WCW. Forever. And in real life. But that doesn't play into this, obviously. (laughs) The background of this is very simple, so I'll just lay it out. We all know who Hulk Hogan was and is, right? Yeah, he's a guy who's very successful in the World Federation of Wrestling. And by June of 1985, he had already been Hulk Hogan. He was still like the likable... Not George Washington. Yeah, he was very likable still in 85. He was more like the realistic like yeah daddy instead of like oh I'm my he was a you know coo- a cool face he was like,
0: that- and he's gonna be right in the holster's pit daddy that's what the name of the coliseum is we changed the name from the olympic man it's called the holster's pit daddy
3: that's the thing that i think people always forget about hogan is that you know the dude and brother and stuff like when 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 that first happened there was like no faces who were like that no only so it was Billy like, Graham but he was so, gone so kids were like oh this is so cool <laughs> yeah. right he like he's, he knows how we talk brother yeah like, yeah you know? dude yeah dude Jack yeah like, <laughs> Jack. he talks like us so he's cool you know like yes. that's like how it was like it wasn't like a cliche yet no with it was in 1985
2: saying Jack like he's yeah. Frank Sinatra or something
0: you stick around Jack it might show I don't know. I don't know.
2: So he's established, right? WrestleMania has already happened. Rock and wrestling is is boomed, right? And a guy comes in who had already been wrestling for, God, like 10 years practically. Yeah. A guy from Memphis and from his own, like, dad's outlaw promotion. Outlaw. It was, technically, because it wasn't part of the NWA and all that stuff. Um, Why would you have that garbage? I'm just saying, it wasn't that good. And his name was the Macho Man Randy Savage. Right. Now, he comes in in June of 85, character unchanged from where he was. Because back then, Vince would do anything, practically. He he wasn't renaming too many people back then. No, he was
3: just literally bringing them in as, like... As they were. Like, honestly, it was so that he could, like, go to other markets and invade them. And, like, oh, look, we got the biggest star in your market. Correct. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. like, Like, he wasn't even, like, honky
2: like that. Because, like, he was big wherever the hell he was. I think his biggest was in uh, Memphis and Canada, believe it or not. He was pretty yeah. good up in, in Stu Hard I want to stampede, I think.
3: My point is, is like they literally brought him in. Yes. Like just so that they loved some him. other market would see him and like, oh, we know him. That's exactly yeah, what, what happened. What I
2: mean? Like, Yeah. So with Randy Savage, this flamboyant, not the biggest guy around, you know, 6'2", 240, flashy, different, right? Now, Hogan has spent the last six months feuding with Roddy Piper. Hogan has feuded with fat guys like Big John Studd, uh, Kamala, I believe, by this point. Maybe not. And this guy, Randy Savage, comes in. And out of the gate, the first like <laughs> thing that he talks about is... I'm better than Hulk Hogan. (laughs) he's like, fuck him.
0: What do you think that Hulk Hogan and Tito Santana do at night? Yeah, when they pull the sheets over their head right before they go to sleep. Do they ask themselves how much longer that they have?
2: He has no legs to stand on by saying that, to be fair. No, but there is no. You're you're right. There's
3: none. You're right. (laughs) However, remember when he came in? they immediately act, they're like the hottest free yes, agent or some yes. shit, right? It's like They didn't act like he was nobody, it was just he was, p- wasn't really proven, it was like he had potential.
0: Correct. right? The macho man, Randy Savage on the top rope. Ooh! Bah, with an elbow.
2: So Hulk Hogan rightfully is like, no you're not, yeah. daddy. You're not better I'd than be me. I beat Iron <laughs> Sheep, fuck <laughs> you. I like, beat champ. everybody. Yeah.
0: Hogan never expected it, he just got defend Rusty Brooks
2: and they start a feud that i love their 85 86 feud i really really like this one quinn now it's only it's a, it's a house show feud though yeah because that's all there is <laughs> it's not that's really, true there's not really pay-per-views yet right it was on the programming wasn't it or was it, referred it was promoted to? on the program because yeah. you got to promote the live events but right. they didn't have matches on regular tv they had matches on the house shows, uh, some of which, thankfully, were televised, right? So, Hogan wins, obviously. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he defends the world title, right? You're not going to lose it to Randy Mossman <laughs> right. and Savage in 85. No. However, the good thing about it is Savage does win some by countout. Right. So, that it, they, it's
3: interesting that they did it that early. They must have known, like, we can make something out of this later. Yeah. We can't,
2: like, just have him lose like a big loser. Right. He doesn't know? lose all the time. Like, Savage does win sometime.
0: time. Hey, he got counted out. <laughs> Savage, not content, goes outside the ring. He's got the
1: championship belt. You can't win the title that way.
2: So we go into, like, the early winter of 86, right? It's fall of 85 to, like, February of 86. Uh, Fuck Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. Then Savage wins the IC title. But in his promos, while he's the IC, <laughs> IC oh, yeah. champion, he's like, a- I'm, I'm better than Hulk Hogan. I'm the Intercontinental Like, he won't
3: shut uh, up about it. No, because he, he, it's like I beat him by count out yeah, or whatever. Like so, he, fuck him. Like, he's still obsessed with, with Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. He never lets it go. But that's also like, Randy Savage never lets anything go. Right. Like, even with anybody.
2: So, they actually wrestle, and this isn't really ever talked about, but they wrestle a couple more times while Savage is the IC champion. They wrestle in Boston a couple of times in May of June of 86. Champion I, I, versus champion, but it, that's like they don't ever talk about that, right? That's right it's like it's house
3: show. It's house show. It's not main canon. It's not main.
0: Hogging off the ropes. Oh, the light drop! Yes, over for the cover. Oh, he got the
1: three count.
2: We
3: didn't even mention the whole Miss Elizabeth
2: thing. Right? So Savage has Liz, and as we all know, he's an asshole to her. But the fans like her. Right. And George Steele likes her. All throughout this. Like, it's from the, all the minute he walks in, he's got Miss Elizabeth. Well, For, right
3: after. About a month in. Remember? Yeah, what well, l- is that? Is
2: like a movie star? Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: No, I mean, like, that's what I mean. It's like from
2: his, like, debut. Yeah. It's like already being built up. Yes, correct. So that's going on this whole time. And Randy Savage finds himself uh, out of the Intercontinental title. We all know that at WrestleMania 3. He loses, like, the biggest match in his career thus far. Yep. Crying about it. Right. Yeah,
3: with <laughs> Miss Liz kind of consoling him. Oh, Randy. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Hogan has the best night of his life to date. He yeah. defeats Andre the Giant, who dies shortly after. Right, but, and but that's
3: that. The, you know what? Here's the thing: Savage's biggest loss might be his greatest game because all of a sudden, wow, he's really actually fucking good, right? Like he's that's like re- that's And like the fans take the, notice. The fans take notice, right? It's not like just some. Memphis heel bullshit this was like a legit Match
2: but speaking of some Memphis heel Bullshit this fluke fuck of a champion The honky tonk man yeah who like After steamboat heroically beat savage Right honky tonk man with like a big Fat like cradle pin Wins the title pisses everyone Off right other than Jimmy Hart other than Jimmy You're the best baby You're the best wrestler ever, baby. (laughs) And the reason we're talking about this is because it matters. Honky Tonk Man now has the balls after like a month to say he's (laughs) the greatest champion ever. And Randy Savage is like, oh, fuck you. He
3: takes huge um, umbrage umbrage with this statement. It really pisses him the fuck off. And he's still a heel, too. Yeah.
2: So the crowd's like, hell yeah, Randy
3: Savage. Like, yes, you're right. right." So it was just like, okay? I always get confused with the timeline of this. What? Was it sort of like unintentional that the heel is still like mad at this
2: heel? Like or Oh, they were trying to turn Savage face. It was
3: already that was oh, known. Yes, okay. I'm yes, just making
2: sure. Yes. We have a big match down in that main event of theirs in October of nineteen eighty seven. Randy Savage is gonna take on honky tonk man. And at the end of this match <laughs> Savage is just about to win. Right. Bret Hart and Jim Knight are like storming the weird assholically, by yeah. the way, like in all pink, like all shit. You know, Brett with like the fatter face. Yes. The <laughs> fatter face is
3: how you know he's heel,
2: Actually, <laughs> yes. It's real. It, it, it goes away like around 88 or yes. something. And they storm in to beat the shit out of Savage. Honky breaks the guitar over Savage's head. They shove down Elizabeth. So Elizabeth runs to the back. and Everyone's like, where's she going? And I love, and everyone that likes WWF from this time loves this moment, because right. Hogan charges out like a big Doberman, like, what's going on? I don't know why how I'm coming he know out here. You no, know, like, what? Like, I just love the WWF. This is such a contrast to Dusty Flair. You know yeah, what I no, mean? It is. It's, it's so dumb. Because this it's is silly. so broad and, like, yeah. big comic book, but Hogan storms out, saves Savage, and then these bitter rivals who have never, ever settled their shit have their first ever handshake. I think it's important you say they never settled their shit.
1: They never because did. Because that, that
3: is the... Um, That is the big problem, if you will.
0: They've had their differences in the past, but the Macho Man is extending the hand of friendship to the holster. We could be seeing the meeting of the madness and the mania.
1: Yes, there it is. The capacity crowd is electric.
2: Now, they're never they're not known as the mega powers yet that's retcon. like they don't become the mega powers until 88 right they just shake hands mm-hmm. they're not a team yet they, they don't are, team up they, they don't not. like fight anyone yet they're just like i helped you you're a face now right it's, it's not, basically it's not like official no it's basically hogan saying like okay you're a face it's that's like we're not gonna fight for now no you know and they don't i mean we get to wrestlemania 4 we all know this too andre the giants in the tournament he's a big pain in the ass because of DiBiase exactly
3: paid like his- every match
1: <laughs> yeah, dug match
3: he's and-
2: like a fucking nuisance right
3: <laughs> he, he, he is very annoying <laughs> he's <laughs> even like not he doesn't really want to win the tournament no even. he's there for DiBiase right he's there to like <laughs> cause trouble
2: I get you the thing
3: with the, the thing with the chair spot even though Hogan like did it first or whatever yeah like it's Honestly, like Andre was just there to like make sure he wasn't around. The only reason, yeah, right? Th- didn't
2: matter. That's all it is. So we get to the final. Savage heroically wrestles four times DiBiase like twice or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> it's like crummy. And, then, <laughs> and anyway. Hulk Hogan helps Randy Savage win the title. We get the other handshake, the big WrestleMania four handshake. Savage hoist Liz. They hoister. But still not, we love each other, just I respect you, you now. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you know what I mean? That
3: kind of thing. So the, you got to remember, the Liz thing is all in the background. It is. It's part of it, though.
2: So Savage is now the new champion. Hogan's still there for a little bit, and then he leaves for a little bit. And Savage is having all kinds of problems still with with the mega bucks, you know, Andre and DiBiase. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I need a partner. And he brings in, of course, Hulk Hogan. Right. And we love SummerSlam 88. Right. It's so fun. And then the panties. Panties. And then a little hint, a little tiny hint at the end of SummerSlam 88 where they're hoisting Liz again after they win. And Hogan may be a little too low with his touch to to support her.
3: And also Liz doesn't have pants on. Correct. So it's a little, the whole situation is a little hairy. With the Macho Man and, and Hulk Hogan
2: Savage here. gives him a look. But that's yeah. it. Just a look. They have Survivor Series. A little more of a look at Survivor Series. You know what I mean? This After that victory. Like, you know it's going to happen now. I
3: forget what he does. He's a little more handy. He's a li- he- just a
2: little more touchy. Yeah. Then we get to the Royal Rumble and there's this. there's some tension. There's some tension with these two at the Royal Rumble 89. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, Hulk Hogan dumps Savage, doesn't he?
3: <laughs> every time with the does after we've, we yes folks
2: listen, we literally, listen to 92 like, did rumble like recently recently god hogan's so bad in royal rumbles so anyway liz gets in the cellular difference differences oh, still mega powers okay and then we get to the main event february of 89 everyone loves this one too yep. well anyone that likes this era does Slick's got his twin towers yeah vince with the paper I intro. Think it's weird
3: that like the twin towers
2: are like they're this, good this
3: big they're good this big like i just mean they're like they're the catalyst for well, like the, all of this
2: think about how this comes across on TV to the casual viewer you got Hogan who's already known Savage is probably known because he's been the champion right and then you got a guy dressed like a fucking cop and this other guy with it and you're like what am I watching it's, yep. just, it's just big it's very it's cartoony and this obviously we know this we've reviewed this we've talked about it this is where Hulk Hogan and Savage break up Savage takes this awesome bump onto Elizabeth right and
1: right. then Watch out, man! Through the rope! Oh, no! Oh, my God, no! Randy Savage! Hurled onto Elizabeth!
2: All accidental. This is all accidental. Hogan, who's been a little fluffy with Elizabeth lately. Like, mm-hmm. he's been. Didn't he have her as his manager in singles <sighs> matches, too, by the way? It's possible. I, I think I so. I don't know if it happened by this point. I, I did. I think Either when he fought way,
3: Haku. There is a lot of issues.
2: Hogan, uh, and we've talked about how you can see both sides. We've talked about this plenty of times like on a WrestleMania 5 review and stuff. Like, We've talked about it. There's a little bit of line being crossed here. There might be, right? Depending on if you have the temperament of a Randy Savage, you you, you have no patience for this. So so Hogan carries Liz out of there. Mm -hmm. Great visual. Savage is like, where the fuck are you going? Getting his ass kicked by the Twin Towers. I think what first pisses Savage off, it's not even the Liz part.
3: I mean, that already was pissing him off, like, in the background, but, like, at this point in time, like, what initially really pisses him, the fu- like, sends him over the fucking edge is that this asshole just, like, left him to get
2: his... Zi- get- it's mainly that. You know, it's like, it's like... So, what are you doing? Really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's yeah.
2: like... <laughs> it's that. It's that Hogan left with Elizabeth. Not that it's Elizabeth, but Hogan left. Right? Right? And then Hogan does his great acting job in the back. You know, oh, God. You Uh, know, like, I'll do do anything. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. I remember she's like, She's like,
3: (laughs) not even that injured.
2: And she's like, Where is Randy? Yeah. (laughs) She's immediately like, What are you doing? Like, what? She is. Isn't there like a match? (laughs) She's like, Go help. I remember he's like, He didn't mean it. It's like, She didn't think he did. Yeah. She was
3: never, (laughs) like, She had no issue. She knows he got flung by
2: accident (laughs) onto her. She can see.
3: I know.
1: Oh, ran really that means... Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God, you're still here with Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, this is God. Oh, thank God, oh, my God, thank God you're oh, 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 thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank
0: God. Oh, thank God, God. Oh, you count
2: So Hogan finally goes back, clears house, goes to make a tag to Savage, who slaps him and then jumps over the rope and leaves. Yeah, he's like, do it yourself. He's like, fuck you. And annoyingly,
3: Hogan just He wins. I I always have to break it's so fucking annoying. Because WWF, man. That's why that's their style. Savage almost got his like killed by these two, and Hogan's
2: just like Boink, boink, boink! Like drop, I, I win. It's just like what? And then the famous confrontation in the back, right? Where like Liz was, where Lady Beefcake shows <laughs> up. Savage has had enough and cuts an awesome promo. The whole that whole exchange is great. Where because yeah. H- Hogan's like, all right, can you calm the fuck down? Hogan's got a valid point. He's like, Ch- chill. Yeah. wait. Let's talk about this, Macho Man. Like, and Savage is not a rational person. He's never liked Hogan. This is the best part of it. Like, he has reason. He's never liked him. He's always been jealous of him. He's always wanted to be better than him. Mm -hmm. He's pissed off now that Hogan is like friendly with Liz. He's never liked him. So, this is the final straw. Abandoning him in the (laughs) middle of a match. Yeah. Yeah. He's only needed him. He's never liked him. Mm -hmm. He's needed him as a tag partner. He's needed him for help. Anyway confrontation, WrestleMania 5. We love the match. Hogan wins. Of course he does. Quinn now, hates the kickout. Now,
3: I got it. In this match, right? <laughs> the kickout. the Well, there's that. But going into this, right, they're trying to suggest that Miss Elizabeth would both and that, like, Randy Savage is healed, but maybe it's only just for, like, this match. Yeah, like, maybe you know they'll what I mean? settle like, their shit. Right. It's like, it's not all the way that Randy Savage is an evil bastard, right? No, he's just crazy right now. He's, just, in uh, a he's, rage. he's incensed. He's right? incensed. But he's still, we like him. Yeah, it's just, he's it's, fine. Right. But they, Hogan's trying to just put a stop to this shit. Right. And Liz <laughs> is kind of, like, in the
2: middle. I'll she, be in a neutral corner. So,
3: this is, I, I can't stand that she can't, like, just pick a side. It's
2: Shouldn't she, she be with Savage? He didn't Well, I mean, he's never historically been nice to her.
1: No.
3: To be fair, I mean the way you're (laughs) supposed to look at it is that for Liz, it was like, you know what? Fuck this guy,
2: right? It's just like
3: it's like he's always treating me like shit. (laughs) Anyway, at least this guy's nice to me. Hogan, yeah. Yeah, At least he's
2: nicer. Yeah. It's like truthfully, it's like
3: I don't want to date him or anything, but yeah. But at least he's nice. Yeah. At least he's nice, right? Like that's how you're supposed to look at it, I guess. Savage was an asshole for like two and a half years, but Liz is also torn. She's like, but I've been with Randy Savage all the way, right? It's like we got to the world title together. It's like I don't really want to like leave him. He's just kind of like acting like a crazy person right, right now point.
2: so that's why it's a neutral corner as we know hogan wins so savage is like fuck it i'm gonna get the evil version of elizabeth right so sherry th- so
3: when he loses right after the match there's like this like interview yep. or whatever in the back
2: yep and liz is like all
3: upset yep blah, blah blah and randy savage comes in does he slap her or like borderline do something like he's threatening her he's, from he, what i understand he's, yeah pushy right yeah he's he, 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 pushy he like He's had enough of her. He pushes her a little bit, and then Hulk comes in and stops this shit. And then out of fucking nowhere, sensational Sherry like gets involved. Who had Uh, nothing to do with this. Other than saying she's like, I'm so hot, or whatever. Like, remember before she's like, I think it's funny that 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 they're breaking up. Therefore, I will (laughs) watch the match, or whatever she says, right?
0: Yes.
2: So now Savage has Sherry. Hogan has Liz. Hogan really feuds with Zeus for most of this time, and then <sighs> Savage comes back into it. We do the we do the um SummerSlam '89 match. Hogan and Beefcake win. Yeah, we then do the No Holds Barred match in right. December. Hogan and Beefcake win, and then Hogan and Savage have one last like powwow, which is the main event three, right? In By February '90. He's gone crazy, first Oh, he's nuts! Now, he's just, a king? We forgot to
3: mention, Sensational Sherry has, like, convinced him that he's a king. And, yeah, like,
2: they're on the dark, they are in the dark arts. They, we they, don't know. They have
3: a cauldron yeah, of, of madness. They're insane. Yeah, and they, they're, they, they go a little crazy here. They're wonderful. And now, they, we kind of leave the Hogan feud at this point, right? They fight each other one last, one like last time. It's like Buster Douglas and all that. <laughs> What would have happened? Yes. Yeah.
2: would have been would have been Mike Tyson, but yeah. he had to go lose to Buster Douglas in Tokyo. Low rent Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's crappy. How many stars did Meltzer give that match? I don't. Who knows? <laughs> does he rate boxing matches? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, and that's it for them. Now Savage never likes him. Really, this feud
3: sort of continues it's a little simmers bit. Like, right?
2: Yeah, because it does happen in WCW, right? Do we have to count all that? We do. Yeah. There's the WCW version, which starts with, and we'll make this brief, folks. We're We'll, we'll get to it, but <laughs> Savage comes into WCW in December of 94 and he's like, I don't like Hulk Hogan. It's like the same thing, but right. he's like, I'm either gonna shake your hand or slap you in the face, right? That's what it is. Right. Do
0: you know a man that goes by the name of Hulk Hogan that hangs around here? I hope you're not living in a cave and, and haven't been in New York because Hulk Hogan is the WCW Heavyweight Champion. He is? He is the champion.
2: He shakes his hand. They're still friends, right? We get the reviving elbow. Remember that one where, like, Hogan revives, oh, Hogan God, gets revived by uh, <laughs> Seth. So, doing a finisher to him, wakes him up. Yes. What the fuck with this guy? It's like the ultimate, like, fuck you to the elbow drop, right? Yeah. Anyway, they're friendly all throughout 95. They're, like, on terms. Sometimes they team up. Yeah. Sometimes they're called like, the we, m- we like kids version,
3: <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, we're very
2: bread and yellow. Charity, like we both are. Like, Slim Jim. Yeah. They have some really funny promos, like let me let me smell that Slim Jim breath or whatever. Like that's Remember real. Remember when
3: like Angelo Poffo's like helping them or something? It's awful. Savage. Oh, we
2: do it if my dad can be in it. Like, right? Yeah. Can you stop with your fucking? Dad? No one cares. Like, we're sorry. <sighs> it's like but the nobody, nobody that gives drags a drags Randy Savage down com- anytime. Angelo Poffo.
3: He's like cost him like career opportunities because he's just like my dad. Like, I mean, we get it. It's great it to be his, loyal it, to your family. It's his dad. I we mean, understand. I don't blame him, but it's like business man I could just yeah, separate just <laughs> it like,
2: so anyway they're friends and they're known as the monster maniacs at some point and then eventually a terrible name horrible and eventually I think WCW says fuck it and just calls them the mega powers and they obviously are still a team and they defeat the alliance to end Hulkamania that was a right? triumph for yes. them when they
3: beat 63 people in a triple
2: cage or whatever yep they had crosswords for a while in '95 when Savage was the champion. Because mm-hmm. God forbid, Randy Savage is the champion. He should be the tra- right. <laughs> That whole <laughs> thing, Hulk Hogan with no mustache, all pissed. Yeah. We get to the NWO era, and it's like perfect. Okay, Savage will be his rival, and he is. Halloween Havoc '96. Remember mm-hmm. Hogan with the hair, right? <laughs> and then yeah. Savage wears the hair. Yep. Remember, yeah, that the three ninjas hair. Right now, as always, Savage doesn't win. He never wins. Savage then turns. Heel and joins the NWO for reasons and then like cuz he doesn't like Sting or something. I don't know. Maybe they got upset in their afters.
3: Honestly, Savage
2: looked cool when he was in the NWO. Oh, he, looked great. Like, he he actually like fit it more. NWO Savage is great in 97. Yeah. But then he fused with Hogan again cuz he still hates Hulk Hogan. Yeah, there's like control <laughs> of the NWO. Like <laughs> yes. they, of course like, real. like
3: if they're in the same thing, it was it was only a matter of time till one of them would been like I'm the leader. No, I'm the leader. Correct, like,
2: you know what I mean? And Hulk Hogan and Savage feud in 98, like at Uncensored and shit like that in a cage. Then they feud throughout 98 on and off just because Savage is a face, if you recall. Then he's right. like in the wolf pack technically, but then he gets injured. Did you know they fought again in July of 99? And that is where- Excuse uh, me. Yeah. remember Was Savage? he what up Mach? at that point? Yeah, I think so. Savage had had the title. Hogan won it from him July of, of 99. Of course, you can't ever lose Nitro. to Randy Savage. <laughs> this a fucking guy, man. Can you ever, like, give them a fucking break? No, not really. And they really don't have much else to do with each other because Savage kind of fades away. Makes right. that one-off appearance in 2000. And then they run it's into kinda, each other yeah. at the doctor's office or whatever before Randy Savage yeah. dies and they're friends or something.
3: Yeah. No, yeah. in real Th- that's life, yes. Real. That's real they, life. That's where they actually settled the score, you Yes.
2: See? <laughs> Correct. At the doctor's office. The doctor's office. Yeah. So that's really it with Savage and Hogan in terms of all their matches and stuff. Uh, we're not bringing into the real-life feud. Mm-hmm. which is also like an on and off again thing. Something with a boat. You know, rap jet music C on your you know, head or something. Be a man, all that yeah. stuff. So I think it's ranking time, Quinn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run it down for you guys one more time. Austin and Brett is number one. Hogan Andre, number two. Flair Steamboat, number three. I'm starting to think that was a mistake. But uh, Austin, <laughs> Mc- really Austin McMahon probably should have been above that. But anyway, Austin McMahon, number four. <laughs> Brett Owen, number five. And Austin Rock, number six. Quinn, short answers here. Flair Dusty, Better than Austin Rock? Yes. Without a doubt, right? Better than Brett Owen. Oh, God, definitely. Look, I love Brett Owen, but let's not, like, get... Let's not lose our heads here. Let's not get too lofty. Yeah. Now, Um, Austin McMahon should be higher. I fucked up. We both did, Quinn. Why is that at number four? Didn't
3: I, like... I forget which one of us cared enough i don't to, know there was something about like we should we there was no up. matches there's like no yeah it's uh, like, uh, like that, that i think and, and it is wrestling i mean we got to remember that that's right? true there you're was right. no matches you're right, right. <laughs>
2: you're right and flair steamboat had a well-regarded trilogy of matches and the ideology clash yeah. and there's yeah. just like a lot of things but here's the thing i think flair dusty is a better version of flair steamboat yes so by so proxy it has to, be it has to above that's it that's why right. we fucked up with austin mcmahon should be number three but Anyway, science is science. Okay, so Flair sometimes D- the science it just works differently. Yeah. it's it works differently than you would expect it to. Right. Yeah. So Flair Dusty is a tough customer. It's got to compete now against Hogan Andre. This to me is very hard. Now Hogan Andre. Yes, it was WrestleMania three, and you can't take that away from it ever. But it's not like complicated. Yeah, but neither
3: like, is Flair Dusty. It's simple. I'm saying that the Flair Dusty. Um, It has a lot of twists and turns. And there's a lot more to it. People being brought in. To me, it's closer to an
2: Austin Brett where everyone's fucking involved. I think that's one of the factors that people sleep on with Austin Brett. They wonder why it's so high. Because it's like it it engulfs everything. And also led to like the attitude era. Yeah. It led (laughs) to Steve Austin being Steve Austin. Right. It led to Bret Hart doing the best work of his career, arguably. Here's the, you know what? And, And... it had two tremendous matches: Survivor Series '96 and WrestleMania '13. Here's my issue, right? I think definitely
3: um, Dusty and Flair is like number two, right here. You think it's better than Hogan Andre? But the reason I can't put it over Austin and Bret, and I hate to say this, but it's just because like I didn't live through it. Like that's yeah, really my, I know, my Quinn, problem. But we can't like, do that, Austin. I'm just saying we can't as, do that. I actually like felt Austin, Bret. You know what I mean? Like I, I, knew, I know you did, and I, I did felt the heat
2: right. And we didn't live through Hogan Andre either. I understand that, and people did, and they have their personal experiences. But okay, right. But here's the
3: deal: is the Hogan Andre? It's like well documented, so you can actually live it. A so lot, is Flare Dusty? The Flare Dusty. Wait, wait, wait. The flare Dusty. On the other hand, right? There's a lot of like house show shit with that. Like a lot more than most. Fine, I, that, I understand I'm just that. Saying
2: that. The thing with Hogan Andre, I don't know. <laughs> it led to WrestleMania three, and I would argue that it that couldn't have just been Hogan and anybody, but no. I could be wrong. But it clearly was Hogan Andre. The build is very simple; it's out of nowhere. People want to talk about Austin Brett being out of nowhere. They never stopped feuding no. from like September of ninety six. It's true. There Hogan Andre was literally out of nowhere. It was like, look at me when I'm talking to you, like out of nowhere. He's just mad at Hogan. I guess you can count that machine shit. Yeah, but that's like part of it. Correct, but I'm saying on screen when it comes to like Hogan versus Andre, mm-hmm. unless you're going back to 1980, which not they don't reference that ever, they, even it, though we can. Yeah, they it's don't. not real. That was also built in a very short amount of time. Yeah, you know, it's, so you, it's a, the typical Hogan's gets into trouble in February. Yeah, yeah, I think all that shit was taped on the same day, all those Piper spits. They just, <laughs> they like had faith that that would be able to sell WrestleMania three. And it did. And yeah. So I'm not ever debating that. I love it. I mean, it made it to number fucking two. Maybe they just didn't, <laughs> maybe, but also
3: maybe it was just one of those situations where it was like understood. Like It's one of yeah, those, like these are the two like biggest guys we got. Yeah, and I agree. And it's like, as soon as we make them fight each other, we don't have to
2: do anything. It will, the ball will roll down the hill by itself. I agree. I totally you know? agree. And then after WrestleMania 3, it lied dormant until Survivor Series. And then there's the main event, which again, booming huge business, and they stretched that into 88 too. So I get it. Dusty Flair though, was in earnest, like if you want to say, like, 84 to 88. Mm -hmm. I know they feuded before that, Mm -hmm. and I know that they were on and off between 84 and 88, but think about what that bred. War Games, The Horsemen, all these memorable promos and angles. You have to remember, though, is that
3: also, and this this is a good thing, the Dusty Flair feud was like a vehicle for Dusty Rhodes the Booker, if that makes any sense that's why a lot of ideas came to be during it because it was like dusty was able to just book what he wanted because he was in the feud you know what i, I mean? know you know he's able to say like i want to do this war games thing i want to why don't we do this thing with the four horsemen you know like he was like the creative force in in the background while all of this was going on and it
2: all worked quinn yeah so what's the criteria here i mean from a from Big business. I don't know anything about Flair and Dusty business wise. Okay, we know WrestleMania three. We know the main event. On I know television. they were making enough money that the
3: the Crockett family was able to yeah. own yachts and airplanes. Yeah. So um, It was doing big business. I, I think right. They were making a lot, and Ric Flair was making a lot of money as well because of it.
2: And from a creative standpoint, look, I'm sorry, but Flair Dusty is a lot more nuanced, and it's just better than Hogan and Andre from a creative standpoint. Yeah. The promos. No, I think it's better than Hogan on okay. the period. No, I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making I'm trying sure to that to resolve I am. in my head the Austin Brett aspect of it. Flair Dusty moves up to number two. I think Flair Dusty's gotta be better, Quinn. Look, I love Austin Brett. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Rick Flair and Dusty Rose is <sighs> It's hard for me to let go of how much I know. shit is
3: going on in the Brett. So many moving parts in the Brett Austin thing. Quinn, I don't I don't think it's
2: fair. It's not fair to Flair, huh? I don't I think we'd be rusty to dusty if we don't put if we don't put Austin Brett below. I'm Flair Dusty is one of the best feuds ever to exist in wrestling. There's just no way around Brett. I know, but I think Dusty Flair is better. You don't. I mean, you really don't. No, it's not that. I I just you I, don't want to. I, like, I like both of them. You don't want to let go. That's all it is. You just don't
3: uh, want to. I just to. really man. Whenever I revisit the Austin Brett. It's just like, I
2: can't believe how well this worked. You know what the problem with Austin Brett is? The one problem, literally the one problem in my mind. It was a creative triumph, but it didn't do business because WCW existed at the time. That's true. Like, it, it didn't turn their ratings it around. Yep. It <laughs> didn't do a lot of money.
1: It- well,
3: I mean, you could say that Flair and Dusty were blocked by Hulk Hogan on the other channel yeah but going around
2: 86 crockett was doing well you know what i mean
3: well yeah i'm telling you both of these feuds actually interestingly enough were blocked from being the best thing like the best thing going because of
2: what was going on on the other thing yeah i think austin brett from a creative standpoint is is one of the WWF's greatest things and i think there's a lot of nuance to it and i think that the promos are fantastic and it has the two big ass matches but flair dusty also like I said, it led to war games. We had the Starcade Man events, you know, eighty four and eighty five. Okay. We had the Bash eighty six and the title change back. I don't know. I like. I don't want to let go of Austin Brett. The only thing Austin Brett didn't have too is the world
3: title, like uh, a world title match.
2: That's the other thing. There's yeah. bigger stakes in Flair Dusty, and yeah. honestly, better developed characters. Dare I say? I don't know though. I mean, Austin I would Brett say Austin both are Brett too has
3: the better match in there with the WrestleMania. 13 yeah. that That is 100 times better than anything Dusty and Flair did. Awesome. In the ring, I mean. Yeah,
2: I just think we're not being fair if we don't put Austin Brett below Flair-Dusty. I just think Fine. For, for as long and as evergreen that feud was, it was I don't know, it just is the best one on this list, okay. I think. All okay, okay. Right? What about Macho and Savage? Macho, Macho and Hogan? Macho and Hogan, yeah. Macho and Savage. Better than Austin Rock, whom it is often compared to, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Brett Owen. It's not? Yeah. Okay. Come on. No, I just had to think about it for like a second. Look, let me. Brett Owen has great wrestling matches. Let me move matches. my eyebrow. Okay. Move think. your eyebrow. Brett Owen has some good wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. It has a, a relatable storyline. But like we talked about the actual feud part, it ends after SummerSlam 94. Yeah. They really don't do. They just don't like each other. It but, dovetails though into the Austin. I know Brett, it which does. Which is hilarious. No, I know. Like, I know. But as a feud, it didn't make money real. It wasn't no. like a big okay. Fair enough. corner turner. Now, Austin McMahon, who's now slid down to number five. <laughs> Fire <laughs> Steamboat is overrated here. What did we do? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Hogan Savage is. I think it just stays there.
3: Yeah. Right I below can't say Austin, it's better McMahon. Than
2: Austin McMahon. Like, I like it more,
3: I think. It's one but of those that doesn't things make it that, better. like, when it was happening, it was, like, one of the greatest feuds to ever happen. But then, like, as time went on, like, other things kind of were better than it's one of those you know what i'm saying it's like when it came along it was probably like one of the top two feuds ever but as the years went on and other things came about
2: yeah it's one of those well here's a problem though quinn it's like the arc between october of 87 until wrestlemania 5 though is really good
3: no that's his strongest point the right? problem is is that you know ultimately is that they kept trying to redo it especially in WCW. Yeah, like, I don't it like, like any of it. that. Yeah. That
2: shit sucks. Yeah. What does Austin McMahon have over it? Big business, week-to-week television?
3: It was kind of groundbreaking in the fact that, like, that whole okay. bo- your boss thing. I think, like, a lot of people were legitimately surprised that Vince McMahon would put himself in that position. There's that, like, too, and, like, right? I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. that the, like, owner of this, like, you know, this guy that's, like, a billionaire or whatever, right. like, that he would, like, actually have himself get have beer doused on him like get beat up like you know what i mean right. Pee his pants on tv like that like all this shit would like even happen was like kind of groundbreaking
2: the one thing is though none of this is wrestling
3: no that's the problem i have but with Lost we're McMahon. Ranking, it's like the one we're not
2: ranking wrestling here but that's the problem what i'm saying is like the, the one problem i have with Lost McMahon is that there's no real wrestling aspect to it They're, they have like the one singles match and then the tag match that I mean, you love for some reason it's so and good. that's it it's okay <laughs> It's like one in the. It's a dime a dozen though. Around yeah. that time, they're yeah. all like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Hogan Savage, headlined a fucking WrestleMania, and it was a pretty good match. So, uh, yeah, and uh, they teamed up, and it's just, okay. I can put it above it. I, uh, I think we. Uh, I could.
3: I could go either way. I think. Why is Flare steamboat so high? I
2: think it's better than Flair steamboat. What was that's I was like smoking <laughs> when I did this. Good lord! Why is that at number four?
3: <laughs> like, are we like ever allowed to switch something? No. Like, we can't. We're just stuck.
2: Yeah, this way. we can't go back on it. We've done it this way for how two years I now. I feel
3: like the Flair Steamboat is what's making this go long, <laughs> like this ranking this week. Are we allowed to change it?
2: I mean, we are, right? It's our show. I mean, everything is fluid, right? Until... Flair, Dusty, Austin, Brett, Hogan, Andre. The next one should be Austin McMahon. To, we'd
3: have to like go to sidebar, like a trial or something if we were to like... We can't. <laughs> OVP we can't. extra edition or something. It
2: should be. Number four right now should not be Flair Steamboat. It should be Austin McMahon. It's right? A, it, I, we're in agreement. I think I'm the one
3: that argued that Austin McMahon should have been better. Oh, I know.
2: I've, I'm taking the blame. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Hogan Savage is better than Austin McMahon. It is. It's Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Okay. No, but, it's better. But, from, but again... But we're it's gonna, better than Flair Steamboat also. No! It gonna, has to be. But we're going to get these, you know... I know... Austin McMahon's gonna be like number seven. It Holy can't shit. be. That's not fair. Flair <laughs> Steamboat fucked it all up. It's my fault. Listen, my fault. Here's my rankings. Flair Dusty <laughs> should be number one. Austin Brett should be number two. Yeah. Hogan Andre should be number three. Austin McMahon should be number four. I don't think there will be arguments. Here, it's an unprecedented move in the history of the Royal Rankings. If we move Flair Steam, but we can't, Quinn. We have to keep integrity here. Hogan Savage has to go to number six. I can't put it above Austin I McMahon. think we're
3: keeping integrity if we're, if we're fixing it.
2: No. We have to. We can't go back. This is a precedent that I don't want to set. <sighs> we have to, Quinn. I'll say this. What? How about this? What? On the boards. On go boards.
3: to OVP Facebook. Facebook.com yeah. slash OVP Podcast or whatever it is. We will have a vote. Okay. We will have a vote. Merkel, can you
2: put a poll up, please? This is really happening. Merkel, uh, please put I'm, a poll up.
3: I'm instituting it right now. Yes, we'll have a vote to see if we can change Blair's, the results. It's just going to be Flair Steamboat versus Austin McMahon. Okay. Flat out, right? Okay. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. Whoever wins that vote will be the top position. How about that? Uh, of those two, you mean?
2: Yes. yes. So Hogan Savage is below. And everybody will move up from there. All right. So Hogan Savage goes where? Six? It stays at six right now? I think it's better. You think it's better than
3: what? I, I think it's at um, number four. Okay, but I don't think it's better than the Andre thing. Okay, no, is it? I uh, I think there's more to it than the Andre feud, but I don't think it's. It, it sold out the fucking Donald Trump uh, zone or whatever, It
2: didn't? Yeah, but the,
1: it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same.
2: <laughs> okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is horrible. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I hate
1: it's this.
3: amazing because we've been discussing it for so long because this like. Big monkey wrench
2: that's like over here i'm putting hogan savage at number four. Oh wow okay But the only reason i'm doing that is because it has to be better than flare steamboat find
3: out next week during yes. the flush two, two or weeks. whatever oh no, no no we'll wait we'll oh, wait it's gonna be a one week if,
2: okay you got two weeks folks to figure yeah. this shit out okay right now pending certification out from the board of governors we will tentatively you know i don't even want to play the music for this because i feel unofficial about it well we can't well we know where the new ones landed
3: at least okay right we can give them their due you're right there's some stop it there's some do
2: yeah number one flair dusty yeah number two austin and brett number three hogan and andre Possibly number four, Hogan Savage. Number five, Flair Steamboat. Number six, Austin McMahon. All question marks. Number seven, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And number eight, Austin Rock. Right now, that's the Royal Rankings, folks. You know what to do. Go vote. Go vote. Yeah. Find out what's going on here. We do that on Facebook. Quinn, when we come back, we've still got a review to do. It's the American Wrestling Federation. I don't know why. And we're going to be doing that right after this.
0: Dusty Rhodes right now is the world heavyweight champion. He's the best wrestler in the world today because he's got the belt around his waist. When you're talking about Dick Murdoch, the Road Warriors, the Garvins, the Wahoo McDaniels, the Andersons, the Tully Blanchards, the Koloffs, where do you want me to start? Where do you want me to stop? You're talking about the greatest wrestlers in the world today. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't Broadway, this isn't a music station, this is professional wrestling. I pride myself on being a man, a 100% man. Dusty Rhodes, whether I like him or dislike him, has got nothing to do with it. When it came time for the gut check, he walked that aisle, he was a better man than me last Saturday night. But like I said before, my ego and what I feel for myself will not allow this to stay in tune. In other words, I have got to have that title back.
2: Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling. Kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the Territory, where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then, for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF, it might be WCW, it could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the Territory and Greetings from Allentown. 55 and 5 is the only show on YouTube that answers Art Donovan's age-old question, Who is this guy? Ring of Honor's Ian Riccoboni and ROH Ambassador Carrie Silken collected the entire 1955 Canadian Parkhurst Wrestling Trading Card set. And they look to quiz each other on both the headliners and and You'll Miss Some Wrestlers featured in this set. Join them each weekday on 55and5.com at 8 p.m. As Carrie and Ian share stories, get stumped, and provide five minute wrestling history lessons. That's 55in5.com, 55in5.com. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Episode two hundred seven, as the controversy simmers, Quinn, for yep. the uh, royal rankings. I mean, I can hear hey. you know President Jack Tunney yep. and all them muttering. Yeah, we'll about have to find out whatever in two weeks what's going on there. But right now, it's time to review some some good old wrestling, Quinn. This is the uh, the American Wrestling Federation. I say good old wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> very fake new wrestling. <laughs> Being facetious now, Terrible. The American Wrestling Federation is one that we have reviewed before. I actually never mind it, and I'm going to tell you why. It's WWF like copycat edition. It's <laughs> not even junior. It's like straight up like imitation copy, and I love that about it. Now this is you uh, love that? Oh, I do. In in an ironic way, I guess. This promotion was founded by a guy named Paul Alperstein. Yeah, they uh, mention I, him a lot. Yeah, they do. In 19, he's also the on-screen president, and he uh, founded this company in 1994. It ran until the very end of 1996. Now the thing about this company is it was promoted as a return to like wrestling the way it used to be, but it's not. No. It's got rounds like the British style, which is very strange. Not only that, it is very infamous or famous, I guess, for having a very good roster of people if you were like a wrestling fan in the 80s into the early 90s. Yeah. It has a lot of notable people that were kind of on the downswing. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have any up and comers. Everyone was on the downswing. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think
3: there's anybody other than the jobbers
2: who are young. No, they're like, all it's older. Insane. They're all older gentlemen yep. that are all recognizable. And we're going to see a lot of these people today. I like revealing it because you never know who you're going to see. That's why I like it. I don't like it because I think I still hold a grudge from when
3: I was like actually tricked as a kid <laughs> into thinking that this was WWF for like a minute. Right, cuz like the, I, I I my story is I remember seeing this. Right. Like I remember seeing like Coco I Be- don't I was like what is this? And I was like is Coco Beware back in WF? Like, I I thought it was WWF. Because it and then looks I re- like it. I remember, like, a couple days later, because I guess I, I don't know when I would have seen this. Like, it was some day of the week. And then I remember flipping on, like, Action Zone or something, like, trying to find any information. I was like, is Coco Beware in WF now? Like, I, I don't understand, you know? <laughs> right. like, I, like, I was waiting for the Todster to tell me.
2: Do you that, have any idea what channel this was on? Do you remember? Does anyone know? Did no you watch idea. this?
3: I just know that I saw it on something, and I and I was extremely
2: confused because it looked exactly like WWF. Now here's the thing that they did, folks. They actually had the show in 95 called Warriors of Wrestling. It was syndicated. I don't know what right. channel we got it on here. And this was just stuff that was shot in 94 and 95. So it wasn't gu- live. If I had to guess just like off the UPN. top of my... I was just gonna <laughs> say,
3: probably UPN
2: at like 3 o'clock
3: in the afternoon when nobody's watching <laughs> on a, anything. On like, a Sunday or something? Between, a like, Saturday between, like, Xena, Warrior Princess and, <laughs> and like, Hercules. And, and Hercules, <laughs> like, something like that. Like, or, like, not even, like, the one with, like, Tiffany Amber Thiessen as, like, a cop. Stop like, it. Like, whatever you're talking you know, about, it sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, just like, some shit like that.
2: Now, they also had a second season of this, because, again, you know, t- from a television standpoint, the footage is just from whatever, and they just cobble the shows together, you know? But the second season was in 96. That's the one where we have, um, I believe Lord Alfred. Oh, you mean dressed like Judge? Yes. Or whatever. So let's just get into it, folks. This is the AWF Warriors of Wrestling. It is from July 1st, 1995. And one word to start why? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, Richard Land said, Oh, it might have been a while since we've done the AWF. (laughs) So he found us an episode. It's on YouTube Mm -hmm. if you want to see it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I want to say this about it being on YouTube, Joe. If it's on YouTube, you know no one gives a shit. That's that's the sign that this will be bad. That's correct. If it's on YouTube and (laughs) nobody's taking it down, it's shitty.
2: Now, I'm going to give you some notes from the YouTube uh, video here. It's labeled as episode number three in the Warriors of Wrestling four-disc DVD, just in case, (laughs) if you have that. Oh, very important. (laughs) But it's actually episode 19, the final episode of the first season. But they had seasons? Yes. What is this, Lucha Underground? Just like it. Now, apparently, Quinn, this was released by something uh, called Highland Entertainment on DVD, and why would anybody want to put their name
3: on this? Like after, <laughs> who are they? after witnessing the first season of shit,
2: why did they release it ten years later on DVD? By the way, it's such a bizarre thing. Probably
3: for people like me who were like, "What was that yeah. crap?" Like it was probably one of those like. Remember when they were putting like everything on DVD after like PlayStation Two came out and everyone yes. had a DVD player, and they're like, "Oh, everyone has DVDs now." Good so point. There was
2: that revival. Good point. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter comes up to welcome us uh, by giving us the freedom of choice to watch the AWF. Does that mean I can turn this off, with that freedom? (laughs) No, we have to do it. Okay.
0: Attention, Americans have the freedom of choice. And your choice for professional wrestling should be the American Wrestling Federation.
2: Intense foggy opening with various wrestlers. I'm talking Mr. Hughes, Nails, uh, Slaughter, Tito. So much bad in the central. (laughs) All these people are old and crappy. And Nails. Yeah. Uh, The music, by the way, is like bad. It sounds like fake Capcom music. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's very fake. We'll see. Coco, beware. Orton, and then Slaughter like three more times. Not Randy Orton. No, no, Bob. Excuse me. Somebody young, right? No, Bob. Bob Junior. Junior, Junior. just to make him sound younger. (laughs) terrible. To a green screen, we go with uh, Terry Taylor uh, and Mick Karsh who I it- like.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the place to be. It's the American Wrestling Federation Warriors of Wrestling. I'm Mick Karsh along with Terry Taylor.
3: Now, this is the most hideous green screen <sighs> I've ever seen and I'm not saying that lightly, Joe. I, I
2: feel like you say that every week. You yeah, see, but you, the- I
3: strenuously
1: object. I strenuously object? Is that how it works? Hmm? Objection. Overruled. Oh, no, no, no. no. No, I strenuously object. Oh, wow!
0: Strenuously object, and I should take some time to reconsider
3: this is good the problem with this one is that i could see the lighting on terry and mick and they looked like too bright or something listen
2: at least they're trying to have a realistic angle with this one no they're, they're like just trying to ringside. look like wwf because they do that but at least they're not in the ceiling like vince and honky last week or whatever it's like yeah. where's that camera yeah
3: but also these the perspectives off on this one they're like a little bit too big it's or fine <laughs>
2: yeah just saying mick Karch by the way looks extra dorky today i think it's his glasses terry yeah. taylor Bland and horrible as usual. (sighs) Terry Taylor's just low rent. Anything he's crap. Anything he
3: does, I know he's like the worst version. It's (gasps) I'm sorry, Terry, but it's just the way
2: it is. There's a tag team tournament going going on, which I feel like they're literally every episode we watch. There's always a tag tournament. Didn't tag tournament go on the entire (laughs) run of the show? Like, were there ever champions? (laughs) Probably not. I'm gonna be kidding, yeah. uh, Terry Taylor promises a cornucopia of competition. A cornucopia of competition. Shut up. Okay. To the ring announcer, Billy Anderson, who says the first match is scheduled for three rounds. Wait,
3: what? You no. forgot, didn't oh, you? God, <laughs> I know I'm. You said it in the intro, but when this is like my live yeah. reaction, I really was like, you forgot. Oh my god. It's no, that promotion. No,
2: yep. No. And it's a tag match. First, Quinn, we have the Samoan SWAT team. All right. And okay. G- and guess what? It's Samu. And Fatu's making a difference in the WWF. You yeah. know who it is? It's Tama! And I was like, holy shit. Wait, what? <laughs> yes!
3: And and he- I didn't even know Tama was doing wrestling anymore at this point. And
2: he's like talking shit on his way down.
3: Shut up, Shut up, motherfuckers, here! Yeah. Oh, they are ready to
2: go, ladies
3: and gentlemen. I love mean, him. Mean, he's
2: amazing. He's great. And I'm glad Quinn also... To see that Samu has recovered from the fish, you yeah. know they're very fat
3: now. Yeah. Sadly,
2: though, yeah. I, mean, I think fat. too much fish for both of them. <laughs> Fried fish. Yeah. Anyway, Terry Taylor says cornucopia again. I'm not kidding. He's it's horrible on <laughs> the <this laughs> show. And then, and then plethora. Yeah. And then cacophony. And then unemployment line. I think. Yeah, well, that's where he usually is. So <laughs> their opponents, Quinn, are the team of Conan 2000. Who? <laughs> And Gentleman Chris Adams. Uh, still wrestling. Also, their music is very
3: generic. Crap. It's like fake allied powers. Yes. I'm not even kidding. It is because he's British. Why not copy everything?
2: <laughs> They're the fucking I, head shrunkers, essentially. Somebody
3: fucking took notes watching WF programming like, and just said, which parts can we copy? Yeah, and they just did. Yeah, they, just, they didn't even fuck copyright. We're not even like paying <laughs> no, attention to that. We don't care. Yeah. Seriously. So, uh,
2: Chris Adams looks the same as always, you know, stuck in nineteen eighty nine. Right. Uh, Scott Putzky is Conan two thousand, by the way. Yeah. Why is he named that?
3: <laughs> what, what is Conan two thousand? First of all, I thought, is this Conan? Like, sort of I at first. I was when like, when oh, they no. said Conan two thousand is going to be here, I was like, oh, is this something Conan tried in right. America one time? Right. Before going to well, w-, he was, w. Like trying to figure out how to get in America because <laughs> there was that whole period where he just-
2: kept trying to show up. You just go north of Mexico and then you know, you're there. You know, it's
3: like, maybe I'll teach Bret Hart the Scorpion hole and that will make me a big name and, like, all this stuff.
2: You really helped me out. Anyway, Terry Taylor references how Too Cold Scorpio got beat up by nails. I can't believe I'm saying that. Or some shit. That's why Conan is Chris Adams' new tag partner. Uh, the referee is fat. And I really love, Quinn, how they... You're right, though. They shoot this like it's 92 WWF. It's great. No, it's they so, shoot like,
3: it like... they. they sh- not only 1992... but like, 95? 95 <laughs> superstars. Like, I would... I'll give you that. Even the entrance is the same as superstars on Saturday
2: mornings in 1995. It's all the same. Terry Taylor takes a moment to brag about his 15-year career. Like, literally. What did he even do? He's very bland and he's very generic.
3: I think by going over all the stuff we've gone over in the three years we've done this show or whatever. It's almost five, Quinn. Five five (laughs) years. God, it's been so long. Going on year five. We've been doing this for five years, right? Which is, you know, one third of Terry Taylor's career. I think we can say with authority that he was never good.
2: He's a competent, middle-of-the-road, good-looking, like, competent wrestler. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a mid-carder. He's not a superstar. No. He's, like, a good wrestler. I'm not taking that away. He is, and he's a good promo sometimes. But he's not, like... But that's it.
3: Put your... Center your company
2: around. He's not Hulk
3: Hogan or something. No! Get out of here.
2: Anyway, we get a bell as the Simones figure out their shit. Samu starts with Adam's lockup. Shove off by Samu as Tama yells at the crowd from <laughs> neighbor. Shut up, motherfuckers! Um, shove off again by Samu. Samu makes faces yeah, I love it. at the <sighs> crowd like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, hey. <laughs> he's good. <clears throat> Samu's good too. Yeah. We know him from 83 Canon. No, he's good. He's good. Side had luck by Adams as Mick Karch remind us that there's rounds. Yeah, I know. Can we move it <laughs> along here? Like, American rounds Let's wait these Get get these rounds over with <laughs> Drop down by Samu Up and over Leap from by Adam Side kick to the gut Some right hands by Samu He fires back Hard chops Right hand tag To Conan Tag to Tama Referee's name if you care Is Jesse Hernandez I don't As Mick Carch Takes a moment to call him fat
0: <laughs> Hernandez is about as big As the Samoans As I'm looking here Well I'm
2: not gonna touch that Side headlock by Putski, shove off, shoulder block. Tama goes down, and then he bitches about a hair pull. Now, the crowd is loud, and they're not real, I don't think. It's a good atmosphere because they're being told what to say, I think, right? Possibly, I think it's one of those, like, cheer sign, boo sign, some dubbed in. Yep. It's a mix of coaching and sound effects. I I mean, some of it seems like it's sort of real. I think it is, but I think they're being coached on that this is very I have much, a feeling this is
3: very much like wrestling the ride kind of for, yeah I you know think what I mean? so like attend to free taping
2: with strap, this get a pretzel strap them in strap it in Anyway, Terry Taylor now also calls the referee fat. The commentary is hideous, Terry Joe. Taylor sucks. Like Mick Karch is fine. Because remember when he was
3: with Lord, he's fine. Yeah. Well Lord's not that good on that. Fuck everything. I think they had a serious problem getting like a second man yeah. on this this show. But. They should have just not had Sarge wrestle and just have him be on commentary. He'd
2: be fine, he knows what to get over. Yeah. He does. Like he, he knows what to do.
3: He would like lessen it on the voice. Well, like oh, he'd knew he
2: he'd use my uh, Bob Remus
3: voice. Yeah, which is like sort of Sergeant Slaughter, but not really. Not really. Yeah.
2: Anyway, Test of Strength, which is won by
3: Putsky. Meanwhile, I noticed the arena looks way too much like an arcade at the Jersey Shore. Fucking jenks, man. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it, it's very like... If Southside just, Johnny will be playing.
3: One of like the back rooms on like, you know, on the boardwalk where they have like a more like an indoor kind of area. Yes. Like for some of these places, yes. it's like that. Yes. I already miss the beach. Ugh. Like I'm gonna I I just go on the boardwalk and pay an exorbitant amount of money to like win nothing. And I want a four dollars slice of pizza. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then go to like the tiki bar place and just get like yeah. you know a drink or two and then leave. You know nobody ever stays there long. I ain't even staying there long? Fuck you, that. It's weird. It's like you you look around. And you're like, oh, these people must have been here forever, but it's impossible because there's like so much to do. There's way too much yeah. to do.
2: Anyway, kicks by Tom to escape, tag to Samu, headbutts, and he wanders over to chop Adams. We count down 25 seconds left in the first round. Chris Adams complains as uh, Terry Taylor does a horrible Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> right
1: there, Dusty Rhodes was made out an old-fashioned club print, if you will.
3: Anytime like, you think this is going to be okay... It's it like Terry is. Taylor says something. I know. It's so frustrating.
2: The round ends, faces line to double close line, and we throw to an insert promo from Jeff Gaylord, who should never cut promos. Now, this guy, I swear, every time, Joe, every single time I
3: see him, I'm not sure if I had seen him before or not. We have. We definitely have, right? He's bad. You know what I think it is? Is I don't remember what he looks like. Every yeah, time. I know. I, and I probably
2: won't after we do this review. He's also the Black Knight at Survivor Series 93. What a thrilling career. <laughs> Amazing. So he calls out here Mr. Hughes and Hercules. What? (laughs) And apparently he's in a team with the Warlord. Oh, come on! The Warlord!
0: You guys want to take on the greatest athlete, pound for pound, in wrestling today, Jeff Gaylord.
2: Quinn, though, seriously? If I never see Jeff Gaylord again, my life will be exactly the same going forward. If I never saw him again, I wouldn't remember <laughs> yeah, I ever saw him right. once. Like I could take or leave Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> he's
3: like one of the most forgettable wrestlers I've ever experienced. He's like this, like Mike Awesome, but he's not as good as him.
2: Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a Mike Awesome vibe, but he's he's Mike awful. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Uh, we go to break. We come back, and I, I again just want to note how well produced this is. And rea-
3: <laughs> yeah, it's got that.
2: Because normally you get this knockoff company, like Herb. Yeah. Tried to do the same thing. Not as well. No, not as well. This is a lot better. Uh, anyway. This
3: isn't in your face with its horribleness. It's like trying to hide it. They're trying. This yeah. Is the, like they really are I'll give them trying. That. <laughs> it's it's funny. <laughs> They're still bad, but yeah, I know. It just it's.
2: I don't know. They have good talent. They have yeah. some good people. Anyway, time for round two we where now apparently the referee showed the announcers his scorecard in the break and he gave the round to the Samoans. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's up but to him.
3: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> are how judges? Did they, how did they win? Because it was I felt that was like very back and forth. Yeah, I didn't see any reason I, why the Samoans were I did winning. It's just like what did they just put a coin up in the air and was like "Eh, whatever. Probably. Samoans got
2: heads. It's heads. Okay. That's better. They shrink the heads. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, also, Quinn, apparently we're told Ken Resnick is in the White House to meet with Bill Clinton. Just stop. <laughs> Nobody believes that. <laughs> This promotion is not...
3: They're low-rent, like, fake WWF. You really think Bill Clinton is even
2: aware of them? <laughs> WWF can't even get into the White House in 95. Are you kind of, kidding me?
3: Yeah, he's... <laughs> Bill Clinton's kind of trying to run a country. They have it's fake like he, Bill Clinton in 95. What does he care about fake WWF, who he, like, vaguely even remembers that WWF exists? Probably remembers Ivan Putsky. though. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He probably liked Ivan Putsky. Of course. Yeah. Anybody, any, like, kind of, like, older
2: gentleman, yeah. in, that's who they know is the Ivan Putzky. Not even, not even Hulk Hogan. No. Uh, shoulder blocked by Putski on Tama, who gets caught on the ropes here, tagged to Adams, crotches himself, though. The match itself, I'm not going to lie, it's okay, for the record. It's pretty good. It's just a regular tag match. It's not bad. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. Tama goes to work on Adams, tags, and Samu. Apparently Tama, I'm calling him that, but his name in this promotion is Little Sam. Yeah, for a reason. <laughs> Samu and little Sam That's, I don't get it I don't know anyway Tama uh, excuse me Samu with a gut wrench leg drop on Adams Tama back in but so it's Putski who kicks some ass on both Samoans he's a house of 2000 or yeah, whatever dumb name yeah anyway double noggin knocker which does nothing on the Samoans of course they just kick his ass they try to close on an Adams too but he ducks under Tama goes out of the ring flying super kick by Adams big splash by Putski
3: and it's all over. Why were there rounds again? I don't like, know. Seriously. Like, what, why, they don't, what was the point of that? They
2: never factor in. No. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> they don't. Is it just to time commercial breaks? Maybe. Like, it's I, also
3: so they can insert the promos in between the rounds. Have you noticed that? Okay. Every time Fair. they go to a round, they're like, insert promo. It's so that they can Fair. say, like, look at all the action. It's their one gimmick they have that's different. I'll give them that. You know?
2: Like I said... Honestly, it wasn't bad. It doesn't matter, obviously. And we get a replay. Well, a horrible theme play. So. Yeah, Adam's theme or whatever. It's like fake ally powers. Yes. And so it, bad. And it gives Terry Taylor a chance to say Goozle Pipe.
0: You can see that right in the Goozle Pipe area.
2: As we throw to um, Chris E., who is a mild-mannered lady at a green screen. <laughs> yeah, Chris E. Get it? Chris E.? That's her name. Chris
3: really. Chrissy. Chris Chris E. E. That's really how they put it on the... Chris E, period. Screen, yeah. Chris,
2: like the man Chris. Yes, and then E. E, just E. Isn't it clever? Yeah, it's so clever. She's with Adams and Putski as they hype up their match next week against Nails and the Executioner.
0: What a tremendous victory for the powerful tag team of Conan 2000 and Gentleman Chris Adams.
3: By the way, they're doing the thing where they pretend it isn't pre-taped yeah. and then brag about how hard that win was. Yeah. They, like, dumped oh, a oof. bucket of water on themselves yeah. or something before but, they came
2: out. Like, Adam's hair is, like, too nice. You can clearly yeah, it's tell. Not, it's not scruffy enough.
3: It's, like, like combed. It didn't look like he'd been in a match.
2: Yes. And, and <laughs> also, how'd they get back there so fast? Right, exactly. And Adam's is all like, oh, I might of uh, the fuck nails. You're right, Pratt-Foof-Rooty, crumpets. shog a fuck a <laughs> fuck tape. tapod mush you know, Adam. Yeah. Anyway, Conan cuts this Brian Adams worthy promo. You know what I mean? Like reading lines. He's like, <laughs> and we are going to win butts kicked or whatever. I you almost know? feel
3: like Chris E's like got a mouth it to him. Like, just yeah, to coach kinda, him. Yeah. Just be like, and you say this right now. early in 1946. Yeah. yeah.
0: So nails, I'm coming after you with my partner. 2000. That's right, Chris. The deed has been done. The contracts are signed. And now, there's no running. There's no hiding, baby.
2: Anyway, to ringside for our next match. Another three rounds, Quinn. In the ring, from Montana, is, is T-Rex. I don't get
3: any of this. From Montana, T-Rex. I don't know who this is. Maybe there was a Tyrannosaurus Rexes in, in Montana back in the olden times. There might be now. No one lives there. Back when Hulk Hogan was born or whatever. True. Yeah.
2: Um, now, this guy looks like old Scott Steiner with sparky plug hair. Yeah, just old balding mullet man horrible his opponent who's literally the top heel or whatever it's the Cow- top heel the number one heel
3: cowboy bob orton jr how is he the top heel joe like why why is he the number <laughs> one he's so old what is he like he's like 46 40? or something yeah, i was gonna say like 48 or something 45 something like that he's getting he's almost 50
2: yeah it's he's old And he enters to a ripoff. It's not the real thing, but it's damn close of Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. For
3: a second, I thought it was going to like fade, you know,
2: because that song has a long intro. Yeah. But the,
3: oh, okay, like right as he gets in (laughs) and they stop it. I'm a cowboy. Yeah, but it's, 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 (laughs) you know, they only picked it because I'm a cowboy oh god you're that's right. right that's, that's why. exactly why they picked it joe Ugh. that's why i was waiting for the words yeah there's
2: no words because though. i thought oh cowboy bob wharton get it i'm a cowboy ace comedy himself yeah. here uh his manager by the way oliver Humperdink, who's still a crappy version of lou albano and fuck this company Humperdink looks like he's a down on his luck king koopa
1: yeah he you know? looks like, depressed. it's not
3: even king koopa anymore it's like when king koopa like when mario jumps on his head and he like falls out of the baby thing. <laughs> like and then like he he falls out of the sky and like this is what happens where he like fell like he looks like this fell into the AWF yeah i fell into the AWF He Uh, once was the king of Koopa. Now he's like,
2: uh, wears a Hawaiian shirt and is a loser. (laughs) Mick and Terry just blather on about how Orton wants a title match. Meanwhile, a kid yells you suck! As Orton takes his shirt off exposing his oldness. Yeah, well this won't be good. Uh,
3: By the way, Orton has red tights
2: on and they're crappy. Mm -hmm.
3: I feel like I'm watching 1982 but not
2: in a good way. Gotta remember him in 82. He's so boring. He is boring. He is. He's much better elsewhere. Not WWF though. It's
3: not until the pink hat
2: yeah, Honestly. that's when he when he comes he's back. Typer's he's Piper's friend or whatever. Yeah, he's he's good when he comes back. Yeah. Anyway, lock up, uh, shove off into the corner by T Rex. We get some rights by Orton as we now throw to the team of Fidel Sierra and Ron Powers and their manager. Sheik Adnan Al Cassie. Of course he's here. It's a shitty company.
3: Of course, of course. Like it's not even. It's like why? We, why would? Why would that not happen? You know, it's like you're watching some garbage. Oh, look who's here! It's he's fucking General Adnan.
2: There, and they're always like, "Oh, the Sheik. You gotta watch out for him. He never does anything. His guys, know, guys always suck." He might
3: actually be truly the worst manager ever. He's like, terrible. Actually, yeah, no. Like truly,
2: might be. He's so bad. Worse though. than Paul Jones. Yeah, he is. Even Paul Jones is better. He You're is. Right. So he cuts his literal, like the usual general
3: add-on promo. I, I do not care one. about this team at all. I didn't even get the names of these people. Yeah, and don't actually, worry. later,
2: I thought I missed that they were Hercules. No, it's not Hercules. But, like, and then whatever Hercules no, it's not. and the guy. It's other people. Yeah. Anyway, T-Rex tries some comeback, but Orton with a boot. It's very uninspiring. Yep. Pile driver by Orton gets the win. Orton plods around as we get a replay now.
3: As I look around the arena again, and let me take a second, I just have to say it, just I have to reiterate how much I hate how this arena is designed <laughs> to trick you into thinking it's WWF. Even, the, <laughs> like like I said, the entrance of the sca- Yeah, It the just scaffold. bothers me so much because I, I always... Think back I love it. to being like actually tricked.
2: It's brilliant. Gwen. Like they, it actually they got you. fucking deceived. Me. See, that's what they like, wanted to do, though. They wanted to catch your eye.
3: I was just a kid. I was that's like, what they want seven or something. That's like, what they
2: want. It's not right. It's fine. It's okay. It's fucked up. They don't it's, say they're I, the Joe, WWF. Like, it's
3: actually so similar. I think, and you like didn't fall for stuff as much as I did back in back when you were a kid. I well, can I don't tell know about that. <laughs> but I think even you would have been like deceived in Possibly. like nineteen ninety five. Probably.
2: It's fucked up. I don't see why not. Yeah. So anyway, Terry Taylor now goes to ringside to get a word with Orton. Oh, great. Orton says, I'm the number one contender because I've beaten everyone and Tito Santana's dodging me. Leave Tito alone. He has like students to worry about at this point, right? He's yeah. like, he's already teaching.
0: I feel Santana's dodging me. I'm number one contender.
2: And I swear this is literally the feud for the entire run of the company and I looked it up. And yes, Tito was Did they the first. ever even fight each other? Tito is the first champion November ninety four. Orton wins it from him October ninety six. Yeah,
3: I had a feeling. I think we went this feels like deja vu. Like I feel like you've talked about this before
2: and how ridiculous it is. And but then I t- think we should reiterate it if you've never heard that review. Almost two years. Yep. Tito's the champion, the only champion. Orton wins it for one day and Tito wins it back the next day. And that's it. I thought the company went out of business after I won
3: it for real. Like, yeah, like didn't two that months, really happen?
2: December of ninety six, yeah. yeah. Something like that. But anyway, this feud's not exciting or anything. Humperdinck now rambles on about whatever. Okay, go away, please. I'm done. (laughs) Back to the ringside where we introduce the terrorist. And good thing this company didn't make much further (laughs) in time. Yeah, back then it was like more of a general term you could just say. Not like six years later. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea who that is, but he looks like an idiot with a camel mask and pants, and we might get a clue later as to who it is. I don't know. Possibly I figured it out. Yeah. His opponent, America's hero, Sergeant Slaughter. The referee, by the way, very greasy. Slaughter looks like he should be commissioning no, somewhere. I
3: was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you. I thought he already was no. doing something in the back. But well, I thought he was training to be Vince Junior. No, or whatever he, he wa- the- whatever
2: he wanted to be. He stopped doing WWF stuff in '93. Then he came back in '97. I took a break. Huh? Yeah, you a this crap? Yeah, this crap. So he takes like two years to walk around ringside here and high five people, by the way. As he not to brag what a great patriot is, didn't they like watch four years ago when you would he think. like betrayed America? Yeah, he's not a good patriot. No. He had boots he lost from that, Saddam Hussein. He, he lost that privilege. Everyone was basically like, fuck you. Like for the rest of time, no one liked him as much anymore because of that. It is true. Like they needed in to like try to make him seem better. Like you were once G.I. Joe American hero now. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't think Bob Remus liked it
3: in real life either. Right? He was like, oh, I fucked up. Sort of. I of. mean, he he did ask Mr. McMahon, I really liked uh, WrestleMania
2: 6 <laughs> yeah, or whatever. He didn't say I wanted to come in and like, be on Saddam Hussein's side. That was Vince's when idea. When he came in, he, I don't even think Saddam that Hussein... wasn't going on yet. Yeah. yeah Until true. August. August 2nd, day of yeah. living infamy. Mm-hmm. Found that out last week. <laughs> anyway, I really have no desire to see this match. Lock up by Slaughter, and a hammer lock, and then a headlock. Clean break on the ropes by Sarge. Lock up again, knee by Slaughter, Irish whip, another knee, stomach breaker by Slaughter. Not to be confused with the belly buster, by the way, which is what he's been eating all day. Um, sorry. Taylor, unfortunately, does his Dusty Rhodes impression again. Please stop. Please. I beg you. Please. I mean, imagine someone doing bad impressions. Uh, horrible. I know that'd be pretty bad if he did impressions throughout a show.
3: Yeah, but he's doing like a TV show. <laughs> like, we're not... Uh, I don't think uh, we're really
2: doing a TV show, and right? You're,
3: you know what? I'm not even going to lie. You're better than he is. Not as
2: Dusty. I don't do a good Dusty.
3: Mm, that was a pretty bad Dusty.
2: Yeah, his is pretty bad, too. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, uh, terrorist with an eye gouge and then some turnbuckle rams here. As I swear, I just heard Barry Darso's yes. voice in there, and I really hope it's not
3: him. I, I'm I heard...
2: Like- I thought I heard it, and I was like, oh, God, no. I'm glad you noted that, because I, th- I heard a familiar voice come out of the terrorist there. He yelled something at the it. crowd, yes. and I was like, oh, goodness. Because this- you know Barry Darso does that in every character exactly. he is. Exactly, and I was and like it Wait. seemed very Barry Darso-like. I'm going to have to see. Folks, let us know.
1: The terrorists continue- Definitely not Barry Darso. Okay, back over to you, Sergeant Stupid.
2: Slaughter with a big doofy punchy comeback and crappy hair.
3: By all the way, all fucked up. <laughs> what is <Yeah>. that? <laughs> I say, yeah, I think, I think terrorists got in his like actually
2: rubbed his hair yeah, or something. I think
3: he did. Yeah, yeah, like messed it all up.
2: We get a slaughter cannon, a cobra clutch, and goodbye. Hey, at least it wasn't long. And the crowd does seem to like it at the very least. Yes.
3: Where was this even filmed, by the way? I don't
2: think they've said yet. Have they? Yeah. Maybe they do later. They didn't. I don't know. they didn't. They didn't.
3: And I was looking at this crowd, and I was trying to like kind of you can kind of tell where things are. You look around a little yeah. bit. You can kind of, maybe you'll see a shirt that of a local uh, sure. place yeah, or yeah, you're something. Right. You're I don't right. know, like just something to indicate or maybe, you know, just a regional thing. And I, I couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Terry Taylor says need of the boiler on the replay and then Goozle pipe. I swear this guy is like the Shang song of announcers. Like he just <laughs> takes everyone's finisher. You know what I mean? Like just takes a little bit from everybody. Holds the Y button for two seconds and turns into Molina yeah. or something. Basically, yeah. Anyway, let's go to Chrissy. Uh, yeah, she's no, I
3: mean, the girl, for, yeah, not Chrissy, for, not
2: Chris, not Chrissy. Chris Edmonds, or no, no, know. Chris E. Yeah. Anyway, she's with Coco Beware,
3: who's very fat. Yes, he is. And, and that, this is the guy that deceived me. I, I can never like him in this company.
2: I also like it because he's got no shirt and blue zubas. Yeah. And he's with Tony Alice, who's got no shirt and jeans. And he, I'm okay with him. Yeah, I like that he version good. of him. Yep. Why does he look so much better
3: when they make him badass?
2: He, yes, it's true, though. Yeah. Why didn't they do this years ago? I don't know. They didn't figure it out with him. Coco calls out those Fidel and Powers team, you know, the Adnan one. Mm-hmm. And Atlas is like, uh, yeah, those guys are tough because the AWF is good. And you need to be top ranked to be here in the I mean, AWF.
3: Top ranked in the early 80s. It's true. I mean, that's that's all it is, Joe. Tito,
2: Orton, Atlas,
3: yep. Coco it's, beware. It's literally 1982 and 3. Yeah, for the most part.
2: Back to Ringside, where Billy Anderson introduces our main event. Yeah. Oh, fir- good. We're already there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. First, we get the Sheikh, yeah, Adnan Al Kassi. Again, great. And his other team, Hercules and Mr. Hughes. That's tremendous. I love and it. Hercules looking all fat, extra fat. Yep. And uh, Hughes just looking the
3: same as always. Yeah. yeah just existing as <laughs> yeah. he usually does.
2: He's just like, he can go anywhere and be Mr. Hughes,
3: and I'm fine with it. Just- he can, you know, he's the kind of guy, he's so ambiguous, like, he yeah. could just show up today and nobody would like that No, they it's fine. They wouldn't be like, is he even old?
2: Yeah. Like, all he'd have to do is dye his hair. Yeah. He it's could true, wrestle though. right now. He's fine. Their opponents are the Renegades. That's Jeff Gaylord and the Warlord. And why weren't they just called the Lords? Doesn't
3: that make more sense? <laughs> yes. Like, also, everyone is a heel here.
2: What's going on? So. I think so. What is this? Tag tournament, yeah. man. Gaylord's awful, as we've said. Like, seriously, I like the Warlord more than Jeff Gaylord. I'm not kidding. I was indifferent to both of them, to be fair. No, true. I didn't care. Now, word on the Warlord here. He's doing the W gimmick, but with the powers of pain, hair, and face paint. But he's got, like, the W shield and wand. Also notice he's, like, sort of slimmed down. Not much. He Mm, looks... He almost looks like he's trying to
3: get in WCW with that look. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, and they're like, no, we don't like they'll like, don't want, you know? like you know, some he'll just be somebody else. Like he'll take off the paint, and I'll just they won't even call him Warlord. Right, the like, Lord he's of War. To, he's trying to like change his look. Not even that. I'm saying it'll just be like Jeff Craney Jr. Terry or Cruz, yeah. or whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever like,
2: his real name is. Terry Przinsky. I forget yeah. what his name is. Anyway, Hughes and Gaylord start Lockup goes nowhere. Another shove off by Hughes a bit. 3rd lockup lock-up drop to hold by Gaylord as Mick now talks about how he hates a- Adnan al We throw to it- <laughs> this guy, Rico Suave, who was horrible. This ass. Oh my god, I can't even describe him, but... He, he doesn't did- look like anything
3: I've ever seen. He's like it's like, He's insane. Off-Broadway, Bobby Heenan impersonator with like a Johnny V. Cadence like Paul Bearer's Ad- chin. Yeah, he's got like an Adrian Adonis-looking body. Yeah! Just- yeah. What even, is this guy? The
2: hair. He's, like, definitely supposed to be their Bobby Heenan. Oh, yes. But he's not. It's always like, I'm rich and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Bobby eating. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he brags about his yacht. And then (laughs) the one funny line, he yells (laughs) about how the match we're watching is boring. Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. That was actually, like, when he said that, he got on my good side for the rest
3: of the show. I was like, I'm okay with him. Yeah, that's
2: like a Johnny V.S. thing. I, on the other hand, have a terrible task. I've got to sit through one of the most boring matches against the renegade and Mr. Hughes and Hercules. Anyway, Hughes of the Shoulder Block now is Mick uh, tells us, <laughs> Mick Ross over here, letting us know that both guys played football. Uh. Uh, Terry Taylor then inexplicably no, does a Hulk Hogan unprompted. promo. Like, totally
3: <laughs> unprompted. And just, I, 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 uh, I hate it. I just, I can't stand it. It's so bad, Joe. Just, yeah. he needs to stop.
0: <laughs> and you know something, dude? If I was in the ring right now, I could handle all these guys. Oh, they're almost too big for me to handle.
2: Gaylord knocks down Hughes, tags in the Warlord. We count down from 20. Warlord, you know, with his usual fat offense, nothing's changed. Thumb to the eye by Hughes, bell rings to end round one. We go to break, and apparently we're told that Jesse Hernandez scored that route even. Also, apparently there was a lot of pushing during the <laughs> break or something. I don't believe any yeah. of that. <laughs> no, they were pushing. The teams were pushing each other. Well, you, you missed all this shit. Yeah. Like- I doubt this. Anyway, Hercules and Warlord have a stare down now as Adnan yells his usual shit. It's all bad. It's all bad, Joe. (laughs) Terry Taylor then says that Warlord and Hercules used to be tag partners. When? I don't know. SummerSlam 91 is the only match I can think of where they were teamed up with Roma. Roma, Hercules, and Warlord in the opener. That's about it. Wow, I forgot about that. But that's not... That doesn't count. Anyway, Warlord with a clothesline and some boots. Why isn't Herc punching? By the way, it's he like I to, think that's why he's losing. He does. Oh, finally! Okay, good. He blocks a turnbuckle ram and then he hits the punches. Yeah, fuck him up, Herc! Punch, punch, punch. And then an armbar. Yep, the rare. <laughs> yeah, from never Herk. does that. No, it's a wrestling move. Insert promo from Nails and the Executioner. I don't know who the Executioner is. It's not the good one from In Your House. It's time. No, it's not Terry Gory. Yeah. Thankfully, Nails doesn't talk, by the way. As we go back to Hughes now with an arm ringer, Warlord fires back, Irish whip, hip tossed by a Warlord, tagged Gaylord. This round is all right, honestly. It's okay. I I hate to say it, but... (laughs) Worst thing about it, Terry Taylor. Yeah. Seriously. He he is the worst part. Uh, Hughes kicks his ass now and tags in Herc for some more punching. Very proud. We like Hercules, by the way, now. He's he's, he's a... He's a face now for He's us, good. He's you know. a face. Gaylord tries to punch, but Herc tosses him out as Terry Taylor now snaps into a very crummy Randy Savage impression. Can we stop reviewing? Like, this was the moment, Joe. I was just like,
3: I can't. I cannot anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Over to the floor, yeah. What? I might like to the top rope and dive up on the double X handle. He won't stop.
3: Like, how did people not turn this off? They did, Quinn. Don't worry. Yeah. They did. No one
2: watched this. They were like, is real WWF on? Yeah. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I'd rather watch Aldo Montoya. Debatably, Hercules drags Gaylord back in now as we count down from ten, and now Terry Taylor does a horrible Roddy Piper. Why
3: is this happening?
1: the <laughs> question.
2: <laughs> Awful spin kick by Gaylord as the bell runs to end round two. Can we just please to the break, we're back where Herc starts with some punching. Tag to Hughes who stomps away. Apparently the winner of this match is going to face Greg Valentine and Tommy Rich. That is a lot of old on a t- one team, huh? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. really. Hughes with a crappy drop kick for two as Gaylord grabs a rope. Gaylord goes after Adnan, so Hughes attacks him. That whole thing is Gaylord's own fault for going after Adnan unprovoked. Anyway, all four guys brawl on the floor now. The ref just counts everyone out. What a waste of time. It was. That was a waste. I hate when that happens. <laughs> So the brawling continues as I have to note the sheer number of XWF guys on this roster is impressive. It's, it really is it's impressive, but they're, they're all like they're all on the downturn. They're all, not even the downs. They're well past the downturn. Some of these guys. Hercules. Yep. Tony Atlas. Uh-huh. Orton.
3: Yep. Bob Orton is guess, the top. Bob heel. Orton
2: is crazy old. Yeah, he is him and Tito. Yeah, they're, they're a little long in the tooth. We keep the brawl going here as I'm really like half expecting <laughs> Billy Silverman to run out to help break it up. <laughs> Always. He doesn't, but Bill Alfonso does. Wait, he works here? Wasn't well,
3: he in ECW by 95 or is that 96? When maybe? you work at, I, no, I'm pretty sure it's in 1991. When yeah. you work in ECW, though, around that time, they you, don't care. You, you go wherever they pay you. Yeah. Paul doesn't give a shit. No, that's true. He's, he's like, I understand. And neither like, does you know, Paul Alperstein. As long as you don't go to WCW and Eric Bischoff, right. I'm fine. You can go to WWF for all I care. Yeah. <laughs> Do not go to WCW. That's right. his
2: only rule. Fuck WCW. Yeah. Anyway, each team acts like they've won, but it's all bad. As the lords pose in the ring, it's terrible. I know. Throw to Chrissy again with Tito Santana. Chris the a- E, Joe. Chris E. The AWF world champ. In his El Mantador coach. Yeah. He basically says Bob Orton is becoming a big pain in the ass. And he's like, I'm not dodging you. You're gonna have to I, put up with it for like more than a year since this. So, but he's like, I'm not dodging. I just have a schedule to keep, and I'm keeping it. Has he ever defended? Has he ever know. wrestled? I've never. Other seen than like when that one time when he won the belt, I've never seen him wrestle on one of these. Nope. That one time he was wrestling, like Fuji was there somehow in the bowler outfit. Remember, that's real. I don't even remember it, that it happened on um, this. Fuji yes. was in the bowler. Yes. How did? Wait, I don't know. Oh, is this company
3: somehow like WWF is okay with this place or something?
2: No. Okay. No, Fuji must have been post-debited. I don't know. I don't know, Corona. Could he have been in 1995? It might have been ninety six. Because he, he was like it? the last time he was there was WrestleMania 12. Oh. Anyway, the championship committee obviously tells Tito to wrestle, so fuck off. Chrissy, Chris E. Yeah. Then, Chris E. Then throws to Ringside, so Tito like quickly has to shoehorn in the Ariba. Yeah, it's like he forgot. Or <laughs> yeah, something. yeah he it's like,
3: real. We don't we can't refilm this. We Let's go back it. to the
2: ringside. Ariba! Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Let's go back to ringside. <laughs> Or whatever she is. <laughs> She's like Missy Hyatt. Yeah. Anyway, we see the tag tournament brackets, which have zinc misspelled as zinc, <laughs> Z-I-N-K. It doesn't matter. That's literally the most notable thing of the yeah. brackets. I mean, Century 21 Vitamins is a better association than Z-Man. Remember? From A to zinc. Shut up. Centrum. Centrum. That's Cent- Century 21. Oh, centrum. Silver. real estate. Anyway, <laughs> tag tournament's going to happen, Quinn. <laughs> Stuff will happen. It won't matter. And then we get a really awkward jump cut to the announcer signing off. And then Sergeant Slaughter tells us we've been really good for watching. Thanks. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay. Great job. Yeah, I guess you do need a congratulations when you make it through one of these. Yeah, to be fair, it is. I'm glad he's there to yeah. thank me for watching. Anyway, uh, this was um one of the better AWF <laughs> yeah. AWF episode. That doesn't mean much. Yeah. Everything was at least pretty quick. It, as always, tightly produced, well lit. <laughs> It has
3: good light. Highland Productions. Highland Productions, man. Okay. AWF is usually terrible. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, like, this is okay, like Joe said. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, boy, that
2: commentary, huh? Terry Taylor, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, yeah, you're not coming back to do season two. We'll get Lord Alfred Hayes. (laughs) We don't want you. (laughs) Stop doing impressions. It's terrible. Go push papers at WWF or whatever you do. Isn't that what he, he did at the WCW, right? That's where he went back to. Also, it's well, all he went it. to
3: both. He's I'm pretty sure during the whole war he was at both of them multiple yes, times. he's back and forth wearing glasses and not being very good. It's, just, it's almost like year to year. He's like, who's going to pay me more to... Yep balance the budget or whatever i do like
2: <laughs> all right folks we hope you've helped balance out your budget of retro wrestling consumption here as we rocked you through another week in the world of retro wrestling thank you guys so much for being with us we really do appreciate it as we trudge on through january here uh, obviously next week we will be back for episode 208 in the meantime leave us a review on itunes apple podcast join the group Follow us on Twitter for the clips at OVP Podcast. And if you want the PPVs and all the other extras, Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. But until next time, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya.
0: It's my pleasure to be here with the world champion of the AWF, Tito Santana. Tito, I want to get right to the point and address this issue of Cowboy Bob Orton harassing you and claiming that you're dodging him for a chance at the title. Well, it's becoming a pain, Chrissy, I'm not afraid to tell you. You know, Cowboy Bob Orton, claiming that I dodge you, that I don't want to wrestle you. Well, let me tell you something. I have a responsibility as the champion of the American Wrestling Federation, as the world champion. I have a schedule to keep, and it's a busy one, and I've been keeping it, and I guarantee you this belt is going to stay around my waist for a long time. I don't make my schedule, the championship committee makes my schedule, and when they tell me to wrestle you, that's when I will wrestle you, and only then. Well, you heard that, Cowboy Bob. Now let's go back to ringside with Mick and Terry.